When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live on the middle. That's right. It's hump day. Let me get a little action. Let me get a little Harry Mays action here just because he can't go a day without hearing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You are locked <laughs> in the middle. It is a Wednesday. God knows what the hell's going on around the city, around the state, around the country, around the world. But we do have another edition of the pylon. And I don't mean the pylon like the, that was made famous by the Indiana Penn State game. But I mean the pylon of the Dallas Cowboys. We also have to at some point, and maybe, I don't know, since everybody's on edge, maybe we should start with something like this. We forgot to bring up that John Lester story yesterday. Yeah, that's that right. Pretty damn cool across the board. So you know, I don't know if I don't know if everybody is still all Daryl Moreed up. I know Harry is Barrett. You can tell with his background, he's oh yeah, Roland B to take over the city. I'm all fired up, or, or whatever it is. But I feel like with the Eagles off for our city now, that the big thing, sport related, of course, is just Daryl Morey won a press conference and. Now the Sixers are going to compete for a championship and trade for James Harden, mind you. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you know, I don't know if they make a trade for James Harden. I, I, I kind of doubt it, but uh, wouldn't that be pretty cool if they did? No. I mean, can you imagine James Harden and Joel Embiid together? What no. makes you think that Joel Embiid would still be here? You know, you you think they'd move him? He's he's he's. Uh, Maury just said he's the cornerstone of the franchise. You think that's yeah, a smoke screen? No. I, I can't do it, guys. I, I don't want him here. I, I can't do it. What, what, what do you got against the beard, man? Oh, I love it already. Dissension we, in the ranks here. We we, we want a shooter, but can those two coexist? I, I can't see them coexisting. He's going to shoot. I mean, he's going to shoot, and he's going to shoot some more and shoot mm-hmm. some more. Where does Embiid fit into that shooting? Well, he can't take not. all the shots. Shit, he doesn't know. Shoot, he doesn't know. Well, yeah, he doesn't have a seven foot freak in the in the paint. <laughs> wow. I don't know, man. Look at this. Now I don't know, man. Basically, we're talking about moving Ben Simmons then in regards to because you're not gonna have both Simmons and Bede with no. James Harden. No. So why okay. Now here's here's what the Sixer fan will say. Hey, just trade Horford and Tobias Harris for, for James Harden. <laughs> they won't know any better. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> at least you've applied a little bit of logic to this, and I appreciate that. I'm right as well. But I, I might be more here's the thing. I don't think Joel Embiid has the return value on the open market to get you James Harden, but herein lies the problem. Ben Simmons does, but mm-hmm. Simmons would thrive with someone like James Harden because absolutely Simmons like that. Now it just becomes, Hey Simmons play defense and and set up James Harden. Like mm-hmm. that's it. Just play defense. And he's already one of the best pass to three point made guys in the NBA, not to go full analytics on you, but you know, he's, he does that really well, but it's not a, it's not a retort 
guys, to what Harry was saying. I think it's just it it mucks up the issue because I don't think Embiid gets you Harden, but then Ch- Simmons is the only guy that would really fit well with Harden. It's crazy. Mm. Why can't we just run with who they have and move Horford and the other guy, Harris? Well, that 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 what might be what they end up doing. Although, you know, I'm reading Kyle Newbeck, who does a fantastic job, oh, by yeah. the way, covering the Sixers for Philly Voice. I uh, was reading his uh, piece today that uh, you know maybe maybe they don't make any moves right away. They just sort of want to see what they have and how they fit together or don't fit together. Uh, with Doc Rivers and, and the way he wants to coach him, there's no need to just make a move for the sake of making a move. And I like that approach, too. That's the smartest move to make is a not a, a non-move. Kind of like what we got going on with the, with, the, um, with the Eagles. A non-move is the best move because right now, guys are getting healthy. They're coming back. Well, in the Sixers case, I mean, what kind of system is Doc Rivers going to come in here and, and implement? You know, what are mm-hmm. they going to do? Are they going to they tried that fast pace stuff. It doesn't work because Embiid is not going to get up and down um, the court. But if you look at, you know, maybe running half court, little pick and roll. I mean, maybe they That's can the- thrive in that type. Of- they would lose Barrett. I don't know. Pick and roll. I mean, they, they didn't never did that with Brett Brown. Uh, they will do that with Doc Rivers. Yeah, I, I think to a point they will correct. But remember, 90 percent of this game is wide open and and should be pushed. And there's going to be a lot of transition. So I, I don't know if you just bring in James Hart and look, you still have you, you sacrifice something on the defensive end. So if you're going to run a three guard set with Thibel, Simmons and Harden, you might mm-hmm. sacrifice some size. I, it, again, it's not an easy solution, especially because Simmons would probably be part of that trade. I love the idea of thinking and pondering about James Harden, but I think the reality here is that they're most likely going to find a way to dump and get rid of Horford, Harris, at least Horford. And then at least Horford, yeah. yeah. You think that Maury, Rivers, Simmons, and Embiid could net a good free agent. You would just, you know, you would think about that. Yeah, that, you would think that's enough you know, of, a, of a lure to come here and play, provided they have the cap room, right? I would think so. This is a Gal Media project. Now we got to listen to Jerry Jones. with Jacob Media. And you, my friend, are in the middle. The middle starts now, starts now on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. We welcome you in. It's a Wednesday hump day edition of the middle, and we're smack in the middle of a bye week up here, but that doesn't mean the NFL or world of college football is going to slow down or stop for any means. We have movement. We have things that have happened yesterday with the trade deadline. Now people expected to be released all around the NFL, and we inch closer to Saturday where some value is starting to take form based on a couple of big games. The Cowboys continue to be in crisis. I feel like it's some Wolf Blitzer segment, or, you know, like we're going into a situation room every four or five days here where we need some sort of imaging. Like that's Mm -hmm. really what we need is some 2020 or whatever the hell they call it. Like Cowboys in crisis. (laughs) Day six, right? Where, you know, you've got helicopters around the compound looking down. Is this the day that Jerry Jones is going to come outside and make a public appearance? I mean, this thing is crazy. If it keeps on giving, 
Mass hysteria down there. They got their own pandemic going on in Dallas. <laughs> yeah, they do. They, they, they've got their very own virus down there right. <laughs> you know, within that complex. I tell you how'd, you, how'd you like to be them right now going through what they're going through? Uh, Danucci, you know, looking like he's going to start another game. And lo and behold, the Pittsburgh Steelers come in. Well, I saw that Danucci was benched, but then I saw that Dalton is on the COVID list. So now they might go back to Danucci. But when I read that Danucci was benched, he was benched for the other guys, not named Dalton. Like they're, I think they're actually Gilbert pull off. Yes, Gilbert. I and I think it might be Gilbert Godfrey, not <laughs> Gilbert. Like no. What? I love how Barrett just goes right into Godfrey. I'm telling you, they are pull. They have put out mass emails. I'm sure there is a Craigslist ad somewhere in the Dallas Fort Worth Telegram about if you can drop back and throw a football. We want to hear from you. Oh, no, it's Cooper Rush that may get the start. Wow. See, we've got a lot to relish in this, and we're going to hear from Jerry Jones contradict himself in true Jerry Jones fashion coming up. It's The Middle, Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays. I'm Aton Shander, phillyvoice.com slash The Middle Sports Map Radio. All right. Three minutes. Three minutes. Cooper Rush from Central Michigan. Wow. I knew something was up when they were benching Danucci. That's it. Who the heck is Cooper Rush, bro? He's from Central Michigan. He pl- Didn't he play? God, that name. It's not because of Cooper Manning, but there's something about, like, he has he has some sort of, maybe it's infamous, but he has some sort of claim to fame, doesn't he? He does? I thought so. Hmm. Hmm. Passing completions, one. Passing attempts, three. Three. Passing yards, two. (laughs) That's quite a claim to fame. Right. I mean, like, I think that it's something like that where he came in and completely shit the bed or something. He was with the Giants this year, earlier this year. Wow. He was uh, part of their practice squad. Is that the Rams, Central Michigan? No, that's the Chippewas, bro. Ah, yeah. What are this can't be right? It says he signed a one-year, hundred twenty grand contract with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, His annual salary—that's not possible. That's you know, it's it's got to be wrong. Is that less than league minimum? Yeah, league minimum is like what? I thought it was uh, like three and a half, four hundred almost, right? Yeah, three and a half, four. I wonder, was he released? And then signed. Maybe something was prorated. That might be the case. Because he was that, a giant. Fact, I think that is the case. That's I, the I only can't. way. Because you're right, Barrett. That's the only way that would make sense. Otherwise, right. he's skirting the cap. Yeah, I don't know that he's got any other claim to fame. I'm looking here. Nothing's Cooper really Rush jumping out at me. You thinking about the new? Uh, Rush jerseys. The, I think the, that's what it is. The color, yeah. the color, the Rush. color jer- Yeah, color Rush jerseys. <laughs> yeah, Cooper has nothing to do with that. Cooper, it's the quarterback's name. Cooper. Yeah, sounds like a quarterback. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I thought he was related to somebody, and now I'm probably conflating Cooper Manning and Color Rush. Mm-hmm. And I think so. Rush <laughs> that he's not Cooper Cup. Yeah, exactly. color yeah, right. <laughs> Cooper Cup. Is that the Rams guy? Yeah. 
So now it says it's going to be between Garrett Gilbert and Cooper Rush, right? That's quite a battle. He hasn't even made the the lineup in the R Lads uh, depth chart yet. Oh, jeez, that's <laughs> yeah. This game tomorrow night. There's no uh, no sizzle, no sizzle without the tight end and no uh, Garoppolo either. You got Devontae Adams who might catch fifty balls. Well, yeah. he's going to force fifty balls to him for sure. I would, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, keep throwing this guy the football. My goodness. This is the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network, presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. So when's the last time, real quick, when's the last time either one of you, if ever, have been on a kayak? Kayak? I don't think I've ever been on a kayak. No? Bad. No. I've been on a, I have my, in fact, I had my own kayak. It was, it was decked out. <laughs> it, everything, man. It, it was, it was a great <laughs> kayak, man. I mean, fishing, you know, rods everywhere on it. You know, I had a, um, my, my tackle box, you know, rigged on it. I even had a, uh, what do you call it? A, um, a trolling motor, you know mm. what I'm saying, that I rigged on it. I mean, it was great. So I let my son, he goes down to North Carolina this summer, him and a bunch of his friends. So they tie it on top of the car, um, the um, the minivan type of car. So they drive down there. They kicked it in it, you know, but I'm the one that secured it on it when I when they went down there. Mm-hmm. So on the way back, they're going over. You know, you go over Maryland, those, those um, in Virginia, those, uh, um, those bridges, you know, like – like five or six miles long. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're driving on that, and it flies off. Oh. Flies off into the water. So they tell me that. <laughs> well, what, were they were crossing the Chesapeake Bay Bridge or whatever? Uh, yes. That, yeah. That, oh, yeah. wow. There are two bridges that, because you hit a couple of islands. Mm-hmm. So there are two bridges, one on either side of the islands. Right. Is it Fenwick? One, something like that. One, no, no, Fenwick is Delaware. But it's another island, right, when you cross the Chesapeake. And those bridges are long. Mm-hmm. Long, long. Yeah, you better not run out of gas or anything. I, mean, that's, <laughs> I don't pack on that thing because those guardrails are not meant to hold you up by any means. There was a story we'll have to get to at some point this hour about a whale-watching incident gone wrong. We nearly had a Jonah and the whale incident here off the beach of California. Where what? Couple, yeah, a couple of people were nearly consumed by a whale, which normally doesn't happen, right? Normally, right. it's sharks that well, attack people. They don't. I mean, unless they're killer whales, and if it's a killer whale, they're going to eat you up. But yeah, the whales they, they siphon food through their yeah through their through their mouths. You know, right. they, they they krill and stuff. It looked like it was one of those Jonah and the whale. Hey, one of those Jonah and the whale scenarios. That's what. It <laughs> All right. Let's listen to Jerry Jones. This Cowboys situation is an absolute disgrace right now. And, you know, there are two contradictory cuts here. Let's listen to the first one, please, if we can, Ron. And this is Jerry Jones ensuring everybody out there, courtesy of 105.3 or 7, the fan. 105.3, I believe. Three, thank you. Down in Dallas saying that don't worry, don't worry. Nobody's tanking. Nobody's tanking that wait or actually which one because they're basically both right where one he says i want to make sure that i set up the right one first so let's listen to the first one where he says they are sorry this is my fault let's listen to the first cut where they are sort of tanking at this point according to jerry jones tanking has nothing to do with the performance of a player the performance of a coach 
the performance of getting better, the performance of the, the things you do to try to win the ball game in my mind. Could you make a decision to play a younger player more or a player that you're going to uh, be pretty firm that you're going to be going forward with him contract-wise than a uh, uh, than a, uh, uh, a, a different situation? And the answer is I can see that. Yeah, I can see making sure that you get these guys those reps. Wow. Now what does that tell you? Well, that tells me that uh, we're going to go with Cooper Rush instead of Andy Dalton, right? Well, Dalton For the future. COVID. Yeah, he can't go anywhere. Well, I know, but I mean, even, even when he comes back, you know, he can just sit on the bench with his uh, waxed eyebrows, and we're going to go with Cooper Rush. Oh, my goodness. I think he's tired of telling that guy to shut up, so he's asking his own questions. You catch that at the end of the, at the cut? He's just asking, now, could I see? He's like throw, I mean, it's like the third person. Right. Jones be in a situation like absolutely, you know, <laughs> he's on his own Zoom call. But he's, he's the only right. person on it. Exactly, you know, exactly. He's taking questions in a press conference, Brad, and he's the only guy there. But you know, I mean, that's it's really difficult to go out and tell a team, especially in, in this sport, hey, go half ass, you know, go seventy mm-hmm. percent, kind of lay up a little bit, unless you have an agreement with the defensive tackle or defensive end where you're going to take this next play off and it's kind of like, hey, you know, come on, man, fourth quarter, let's got to chill, then you're going to get hurt. I mean, people are, right. are going to get hurt and they'll lose their jobs. And I don't know how anybody as a player could go into an NFL game thinking, well, we're going to lose on purpose. No, you you got um, you got guys out there throwing out resumes to 31 other teams. You know, is it, what have you done for me lately? League? Mm-hmm. You can't think that these guys will go out and put anything out there to jeopardize who they are as a person. Number one, number two. I mean, you got pride, man. You, you you can't sit there and let somebody just whip you right in front of everybody. I mean, your mom's looking at the game, so you can't think that they're going to do that. That's well, definitely the thing, not though, I agree with you. It's it's very difficult to quote unquote tank in professional right. football. But if you do put out a quarterback in in a game that you know is really not capable of beating many teams in the NFL, doesn't the, that the send team. a message to the other players like? Hey man, wh- why is this guy playing? Like Andy Dalton should be in here. At least yeah. he's a professional quarterback. Yeah, like if you start doing that kind of stuff, and, and you're an offensive lineman, let's say trying to protect this guy, how do you how do you approach the game then, Barrett? Where you're like, look, we're not playing the best guy. Well, th- you know what what happens, um, Harry? It's guys start freestyling. Mm-hmm. They start going for self. They start working within the schemes and the framework of the offense, defense, or even special teams. Now you're not working to. You know, you're not working in concert as a team. So when you do that, it puts you in an awkward position as a coach because now your guys are doing what they want to do. You call a play, they're not running a play. And, you know, it looks like it's mass hysteria out there. I can see him doing that. I can see him putting out a guy like Ben DiNucci, even though Andy Dalton is healthy, and playing him knowing that he doesn't have the physical capabilities or mental capabilities of playing at a high level, even though you may have high-level athletes out there that are playing with you. So, you know, I've seen that happen before. I've definitely seen that happen. I've seen a guy, you know, play in front of me. I'm 12 times better than the guy, but they're going to play in front of him because, mm. number one, he wants him to get – the coach wants him to get more reps mm-hmm. and, and and get that experience. And, number two, um, the season was all for naught. You know, it, it happened to me in Detroit. You know, a guy named Stalker McDougal. He was their first round. Pick. I remember him. Yeah, I remember that name. So I'm starting in front of him the whole season. Last three games, you know, we're not making it to the playoffs. So he he starts him the next three games. So I can, well, dude, I come to the, I come to coach. His name was uh, 
uh, Golden, you know. So I like um, not Al Golden. No, um, what was his name? Um, Golden Rule, Pat Golden Rule. Hmm. So I called the coach and said, "Coach, man, what's up, man? You know, you know I'm better than this kid. You know, I mean, I understand he's a first rounder, but you know, it's the last year on my contract, man. I got to get paid, bro. And you gonna go ahead and start him, knowing I'm better than him? You know what his response was? Did you see him in one on ones? Like what? Did I see him in one on ones? What does one on one have to do with going out and playing the game? Well, he performed well in one on ones. No, because I just looked at him and shook my head and just walked away, man." I could see Jerry Jones, right? Like Andy Dalton running up to Jerry in the hallway. Mm -hmm. Did you see, are you seriously starting Cooper Rush over (laughs) me? And then Jones, you'd have to do it, Harry. You see him in (laughs) one-on-ones. Have you seen him in (laughs) one-on-ones? Can you imagine that? Oh, man, you can't make this stuff up, man. He'd be like, he performed well on seven on seven. Did, Did you see the way he was hosing that ball on seven on seven? Did you wow. see Garrett Gilbert when he played for them Longhorns? <laughs> can you, I mean, can you imagine that in the hallway? Like just Jerry Jones staring at Andy Dalton. Did you see him on one on one? And dude, that was exactly what happened. I, we were in the hallway when it happened. I'm looking at him like, I mean, it was just pure disgust. Oh my god. Hmm. This team is awful. Like, everything about them isn't working. What is – like, the defense, the coaching. You've got three super talented receivers, one rookie who looks like he can play in this league. I tell you, last week when Ben DiNucci was throwing that football, moving down the field, there was one ball late in that final drive where Amari Cooper just dropped on purpose. And, and like, I'm not saying Amari's a dog because I love and he's a talent and I love him over here in Philadelphia. Don't get me wrong. But you could tell that he had barely been targeted at if at all that game. And he was just like, get me the hell out of here. Right, right. Like, now you want to throw it to me. Yeah. Now you want to throw it to me. Put the ball <laughs> down. It was like, that's it. That's it. I mean, my goodness. And that, I think, lends into how you can tank, which is, yeah, sure. You're not going to tell these guys, hold up, hold up. And you are going to put guys like Cooper Rush or Danucci or Gilbert, whoever the hell, Godfrey, the guy, other guy. And you're going to try and lose that way, but you still have talent. Like you still have Ezekiel Elliott. You still have Amari Cooper, mm-hmm. Michael Gallup. I mean, my goodness, Ben Danucci threw 50 balls to Michael Gallup last time. Like you still have these guys, CeeDee Lamb. You still have even talent as much as they're terrible. You still have talent on defense. So this is Jones, more of Jerry Jones, talking about, whoa, 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 hold on a second, hold on a second. I might have opened up the door saying we could tank, but we're really not tanking. Dalton is key for us here, Andy. Uh, I think some of the things that, uh, uh, that we did the other day there defensively, uh, we got better. And uh, I think uh, we've got additional reps from help on the way. We had Gregory back out there. We get Woozy back out there. We get Vanderesh back out and uh, more acclimated. I think those things are there. I think the offensive line, particularly, played better. Uh, and so those guys playing together plays better. And uh, so those kinds of things. Uh, hey, uh, let's let's go out here and and uh, get better. you you think there was a a phone call after that radio interview coming from the commissioner's office absolutely you know know? but but does he care about he doesn't care about you know 
anything that Goodell says. I mean, he he you know they go back and forth all the time. You, you know, work I, for me. What was Goodell doing that, though? I, I don't know. Maybe, you know, bringing up the, you know, the how dare you say, t- you know, hint at tanking. We don't tank in the NFL. What do you think this is, the NBA? Well, yeah, I, I think it, it was pretty obvious and evident that the Dolphins were coming into last year trying to tank. They mm-hmm. overestimated, or I guess technically underestimated, the fight and a Belichickian disciple. And flowers down there, and flowers. I'm not tanking. I don't know what the hell you're Flora's talking. Flores, like, you got me messed up, bro. I'm well, not yeah. having that. And Fitzpatrick you know? too. Well, right? Yeah, yeah. Fitzpat. I mean, think about it. Tua threw for 90 yards. Yeah, I mean, 93 I, yards, and they won the game. To lose that game, and Jared Goff was so bad <laughs> that the Dolphins backdoored their way into a victory. So I, I guess you're right. Where Roger Goodell probably doesn't want that said by the most recognizable owner in the NFL, but. The fact that, I mean, think about this. The fact that he is under pressure right now, mm-hmm. locally and nationally, about tanking tells you everything yeah. about this Dallas Cowboys situation and just how bad it is on the inside and how hilarious it is on the outside. No, I think it's more of an indictment of him and his decision-making as a um, as the GM, which is indicting. Um, as far as him, he would never, never put his reputation or who he is as an owner, a GM, or – you know, anybody's saying that he would tank. He's definitely not taking, but he has to basically um, think to himself, man, I really screwed this team up. Well, how can I you, really messed up? I mean, seriously, how can you tank in this division? Like, it's almost imp- <laughs> you know, like you're going to be in the mix in December regardless. I tell you what, Harry. Without even thought, trying. Hold that thought there because that, that is an amazing question. We'll be back in a minute here. It is the middle. You're listening to Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, and Aton Shander live, phillyvoice.com slash the middle and sports map radio. The, 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 middle. the middle. Hey, don't worry about it. Cam Newton says there's no reason to panic. I'm not even panicking. Like, I've skipped panic. I've just given up. How are we supposed to take this team seriously? There's just no sizzle to Cam Newton with hoodie. Belichick has become really a non-factor in my life. You know, he used to be <laughs> the thorn in my back. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, you know, I should have two Super Bowls right now, and he stole one of them by cheating. The Middle with Aton Sander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid Um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, The the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. 
The, the, the middle. So you want to talk about a guy who's been taken care of. Now, he's not making Sam Bradford money. Sam Bradford's like a walking hedge fund. I look up to him. He was the last first rounder to get that ridiculous money before they put a cap on it. Yeah. And he made every single penny of every contract that he signed. I know we're tearing statues down around the country. They should build one to Sam Bradford. <laughs> the middle with Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. All right. Are you able to move over a little bit, Harry? Who, me? Yeah. You see how you're kind of... No, other way. There you go. Now you can't see Embiid as much, though. Right. Yeah, well. Well, that's all right. Yeah, S. Marie, DeBooth, all good. All good. We talked about that yesterday, about how we don't even know who's holding Carson accountable, if anybody. John McMullen came on a little bit after and... We kind of spoke about that, just how ridiculous it would be that nobody would really be holding him. Not like we saw with Filippo and Frank Reich. So that's been a major concern for us, by all means. Will they, though? That's the, is it, there are people there that can hold him accountable, but will he allow them to? You know, right That's yet. the question. Will they right. allow him to? Will he allow him to? No, probably not. Right. Because he's used to it now. So. Right. You know, he's at a point now. He's like, all right, well, what? What are, what are you saying? You are listening to The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. You know, on this day in 2009, it was a fateful day in Philadelphia sports history. This is probably, I think, one of the most disappointing series in modern Philadelphia sports history. Was the World Series after they beat Tampa, which, look, you play who's in front of you. I mean, the entire MO of who Mike Tyson's entire career is built around, which is you just fight who's in front of you. You can't right. go back and fight Ali in his prime if the guy's no longer around. Yeah, just ask the Dodgers this year in a 60-game season whether right. they, they, you know, do we really count this World Series because right. it was against the Tampa Bay Rays, no, you no, know? No. And, and look, to be fair to the Dodgers this year, the Rays were better, I would say significantly better along the lines of, comparing to every other team in the major league baseball season this pretty year. good team yeah, yeah. back yeah. much better than they were back in 08 i don't want to say they snuck in the world series in 08 but they kind of got a couple of breaks as mm-hmm. far as who they had to play but my point of it is is that you know you look back at teams that were in multiple series final series and you think to yourself man like how did that atlanta braves team only win one world series yeah. with that staff how did you know, that Buffalo Bills team not win any Super Bowls going to four straight. And you ask yourself, and I think that Philadelphia Phillies team, 08, 09, 2010, should have netted themselves at least two, if not three, World Series. But on this fateful day, way back in 2009, Hideki Matsui decided to channel his inner Babe Ruth <laughs> and plate six runs. And that was, I mean, I remember sitting there looking like Hideki Matsui. This guy's really going to single-handedly beat the Philadelphia Phillies. He's really going to single-handedly knock off the Phillies in the World Series. Well, yeah, and they and they also had to use a broken-down Pedro Martinez twice. 
That's right. In that series, I think it was game two and game six, right? Yes. Yeah. You are correct, sir. You yeah. are correct. Uh, it's it's amazing. Blowing Achilles and everything, huh? Yeah. I mean, it was <laughs> 2009 might have been one of the biggest disappointments in a single season. And if you're a fan of a team and you've been following a team for 10, 15, 20, 30 years, your parents have inundated you with this stuff as a child, then you've gone through that stretch. I mean, outside of like maybe even Cleveland, but, you know, Jacksonville, every now and again, you might find a team that is void of this. But 90%, I think, of pro teams have gone through a stretch where it's like two, three, maybe even four years to where you go back and say, how the hell did that happen? Like, right? How, look, right? I mean, how did you only yeah. get one if if that? Yeah, you look at uh, the Cardinals, man. They, You know, I was a big Cardinals fan. I'm from St. Louis, a big Cardinals fan right. growing up. And once I made that transition here. But, I mean, they hit a stretch where they were winning everything. You know, and now, boom, you know, it's, 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 it's unfamiliar to me, you know, to not be like when I played for the for the Steelers, it was, it's it's unfamiliar to me to not be a contender every single year. And imagine being a team like Cincinnati mm-hmm. or Cleveland, you know, you know, who just don't have a sh- a shot, you know, because when you had the two best teams um, are winning Super Bowls and you can't even sniff the playoffs really because those two right. teams kicking you out every single year. Ravens, Steelers, and kick you out every single year. And that was uh, that was uh, A Rod's only World Series, right? Oh nine, yeah, right. yeah, you're right. Yeah, you had A Rod who played really well. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, Matsui took over. Speaking of uh, the Steelers, we'll get back to the NFC East and this stuff with the Cowboys in a minute. Five thousand dollars, two players each, fine. It's amazing how the NFL gets their money back, right? Oh yeah, five thousand dollars. Two Steelers players were fined five G's each for wearing their socks. Juju. Yep. Juju's one of them. A copy of the letter he received accusing him of violating the uniform code because, quote, your stockings fail to cover your lower leg. James Conner also hit with a fine. You know, um, I forget. What is his name? He used to be the guy that uh, fined people. Um, Hank. He, He Long neck safety. Oh, Hank Mertens. Merton Hanks. Hanks. There you go, right? You knew exactly what I was talking about. Merton Hanks. Well, yeah, because he had that whole neck dance thing. (laughs) That was the worst. But uh, he was that he was that guy. He my head now. Yep. He was he was in charge of of finding players for not having their pants go down farther enough or their socks not coming up high enough. Mm -hmm. He would he was fine guys five grand for that. You know, so that was his job. I need that cushy cushy job. Like after you were, I mean, can you imagine running into this guy in an league event, and it's like, dude, you really just find me five thousand dollars because my shirt or right. my pants? You know what I mean? Like, really? I imagine. Like, did Hanks have to send a, an apology card? Did he have a Hallmark card in that same envelope you got with the ch- with the fine? Which is like, look, man, I'm sorry. Like, I got to do it. Well, it's, it's not necessarily the big name players. But what if you're a guy that's, you know, you're, you're, you're barely hanging on. Like, they mm-hmm. might cut you this week, bring you back that week, you know, and you get fined five grand for a uniform violation and you're not even playing. And that's wow. what happened. Guys wow. weren't even playing. Yeah. I mean, if you're one of those guys that's barely hanging on, then you don't break the rules. Well, you it's know, that you want did Rome do what the Romans do? Mm-hmm. Like everybody else. Look, I'm like everybody else. Well, everybody else is getting fined too. Right. But. Five thousand dollars out of their check isn't as prevalent as five thousand out of your check. Yeah, and then what are the socks? I mean, are you constantly having to pull them up? 
Well, yeah, you just got to make sure you do it. Tuck your jerseys in, all that. Yeah, but but if I'm trying to tackle you and I – you know what I mean? Like, are they looking at every single second of the play and saying, okay, James just got tackled, his shirt's untucked. He has 16 seconds from Mark to tuck (laughs) his shirt in before he gets fined. No, it's it's beginning of the game. That's when it that's when they do it. Just the beginning of the game. I mean, you can get away with it, and then while you're playing, you know, if it's a significant difference from when you started the game out, then they'll say something. But if it's not that bad, and you're out there and they don't say anything to you beginning of the game, you usually don't get the fine. But well, some of these guys does, wearing shorts. How does Ezekiel Elliott get away with wearing the belly shirt? He's not getting away with it. He's getting fined. He, he is. Here. It's yeah, just five grand. A story, I guess, because right. he's paying it every week. That's right. a good point. You shouldn't be wearing that shirt. Right. Well, look, my my guy, you know, you get fined for being overweight in the NFL or being underweight in the NFL. So Casey, Casey Hampton, nose mm-hmm. guard for Steelers, he should just give him a blank check. <laughs> he said, here, here's a blank check. We'll settle at the end of the season. <laughs> That's great. That's what Harry would do. Yeah. Wait for a radio show. Just keep like, like nine, running. Yeah. There you go. But it was $998 a pound. Yeah, that that's crazy. That yeah. is insane. I can't even imagine. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I just go ahead and do it. It's different when you, you're that big. Right. It's not easy to drop a pound or two like that. Cowboys are now 13 and a half point home dogs. They are an historic 0 and 8 against the spread this season. Mm-hmm. It keeps getting better at Dallas that next. All right. Three minutes, three minutes. Yeah, that that Merton Hanks dance is going to be in my head now, man. <laughs> you always put something in my head, man, that it'll stick with me all day. Uh-oh, the 49ers have closed their facility. Oh. Due to COVID, and they're supposed to play tomorrow. Supposed to play tomorrow, right. But they only wow. have one player. You also had the Packers down every single running back. Is that right? Yeah, their top three running backs are out. Wilson was already out, or Wilson Jones was already out. Williams and the rookie are out with the COVID list. Wow. Jones was already out. I think it was his hamstring. So they were down. That's what I mean. Like, if they play, this is Devontae Adams and that the Funyan dude. What's his name? Not Runyon. Not Funyan. Yeah, the tight end. Tanyan. Oh, yeah. He's pretty good. Yeah, he's not bad. He's not bad. Where the hell did he come from, by the way? Right. <laughs> from out of nowhere. How you guys don't know anything about that RKO, RKOs, do you? From out of nowhere. Is that, uh, what's his name? Jim, uh, that's not Jim Ross. No, the, um, what was his name? Um, it was the sixth move, the RKO. Now I'm thinking about it. Now I got to go in and look it up. Now. Robert Tanyan. That's who you're talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He went to Indiana State. Wow. Jeez. He's only been in the league three years, but yeah. He's had uh he's he got a, five touchdowns. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's he's had a pretty good start. Hmm. Red zone. Randy right? Orton. Yeah. Randy Orton. You guys never heard of Randy Orton? RKOs? Yeah. Oh, okay. Look, yeah. You look it up, man. That some of the some of the RKOs they have is are, are crazy, man. Not Cowboy Bob Orton. No. No, Randy Orton. Hmm. From out of nowhere. Wait a second here. Is this going to be? Oh, Maryland sports betting. Wow. 
Is this? Yeah, they approved it. To, tomorrow night, then, if they closed, where do you see they closed it? On ESPN, they had. Uh, the, it's one of the headlines. Oh uh, yeah. Uh-oh. Source, 49ers shut yeah. facility. Shut up. Will you just shut up? <laughs> That's great. It's classic. <laughs> <laughs> we can't get past that now. God, I wish I was that radio host that he told that yeah. to. That would be my claim to fame. Will you just shut up? Will you just shut up? It doesn't really say much. That was right after the game, so you know he was real irritated. I mean, they just lost to Washington football team. Yeah, bad. This is The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Well, there's news that's come down here and uh, trying to determine what exactly is going on. But according to ESPN and a source. Schefter. Is Schefter the source? No, no, but it's Schefter reporting it through a source. Okay. Yeah. It just says ESPN on the byline. So mm-hmm. I don't know why they wouldn't attribute it to Schefter. All right. So, yeah, the source, a source tells Schefter. The Niners have shut down their facility due to COVID-19 test results. So the Niners were conducting contact tracing yesterday morning. And as of now, we don't know what the word is on the game Thursday night. However, from the Packers standpoint, their running back, their rookie running back, A.J. Dillon, tested positive. So they had to put two people on the close positive or close contact list. Mm-hmm. One of them was the other running back, Jamal Williams. Right. Already down Aaron Jones, their stud. So the Packers are going into battle Thursday night, assuming there's a game now, with whoever their fourth, fifth, and sixth string running backs are. <laughs> what was that? Uh, Tyler Irvin? Man, I'm not you sure. better than me at this point. Yeah, Tyler Irvin is the guy that's up next. One running back. It would have been a big night for A.J. Dillon. I mean, the kid is is not a bad back by any means. He's It's unfortunate that he's behind Aaron Jones, who's really good, and Jamal yeah. Williams, who's probably the best backup back in the NFL. But, yeah, I mean, you're down to a fourth-string guy on that end. We already know. I, I wonder. So I wonder now. If, if this is like an all-things-are-equal scenario and you're the San Francisco 49ers, you know – that you've got no shot with George Kittle out, with Jimmy G out, although Jimmy was playing up and down bad anyway. But you, you got a lot of guys out, Debo Samuel. Yeah, he was kind of benched too, wasn't he? He was, right. So I, I don't yeah. want to – he shouldn't be a name that we lead with that's like, oh, he's out, therefore the Niners are screwed. But still, he's he's out. No, but Kittle being out, that, that's Kittle, big. Kittle, Samuel, yeah. Mostert, it all hurts you. Right? Yeah. You're already losing guys on D from Sherman to Bosa. So my point of it is, if you're the Niners, you probably don't want to play this game anyway. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. So under normal, if everybody's healthy and you got four or five guys that popped positive for COVID and those guys aren't George Kittle, Raheem Mostert, Debo Samuel, I would think the Niners would still push like every team would in this league to continue to play. 
But now I wonder if the Niners would use this as a little bit of a smokescreen to say, uh-uh, 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 we're not going to play, we're not going to play. Especially, you know, they just, I mean, it's one day of preparation, you know, even right. though it's not really a day, but, you know, that you can't do anything. I mean, it's, that's a tough situation to put them in. Yeah, you I think I, I think if I was them, I'd be like, look, is there any way we can get out of this one? Can we right, push right, this right. off till later in the season? <laughs> you mean, know? He's yeah. making a phone call now. Yeah. He's definitely making a phone call. He, he's calling, you know, it's like, hey, uh, hey, uh, Lafleur, hey, man, let me let me holler at you for a minute. Now, <laughs> we can both go to them and say, hey, we have too many issues as far as COVID and everything else. So, Oh, you think the coaches would work this out together? I, I know I would. I mean, would yeah. you? I mean, come on. Come on up. Hey, Matt. Come well, on, Matt. Power this too? is Kyle you're talking about. What is that? Do they have the power or, or does this need to come from – general manager or even owner. ownership yeah right. i think more so ownership they're gonna have to talk yeah. to goodell that's what you i mean know. maybe you could get to now look packers you can make a smaller argument as well saying come on they're down three running backs mm-hmm. but i imagine that's what I said, yeah I, part of me thinks though but but hold on let, let's look at this realistically if we're saying that the niners would or at least that there's room open room for the niners to bow out of this game and use COVID as an excuse the reality is, is that even with your top three running backs down, the Packers really need a get right game. I mean, the Packers need a game in which they are taking on a beat up team. And it so happens to be San Francisco this week. And it's a short week for both teams. Don't get me wrong. But part of me thinks the Packers are like, yeah, we kind of want to play this one. We know we, we can sense that you don't want to play it, which makes us want to play it even more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right now, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty good with, with Tyler Irvin going in and playing this game. So, you know, let's go ahead and play it. Yeah. And, and think about what a win does. Even, like, let's say the Niners are on their heels and they're just on the ropes and they're getting pounded over and over again on the ropes. And this is like a first-round knockout for the Packers. That's the best thing possible for Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, especially that defense who got lit up by Dalvin Cook. So I'm thinking maybe the Packers want to play this game, whereas the Niners are probably hoping and praying they don't have to. Well, I mean, Aton, they have a stench on them right now. They smell horrible. The, the, the aroma of defeat is through that locker room for the past two weeks. So they're trying to get that nasty taste out of their mouth. They want to play this game. There's no question they want to play this game. We don't care if you're hobbling or whatever. They're trying to play. Mm. You'd like to think that right now, if this, I mean, what do you do? It was done this morning. The contact tracing was done this morning. They've shut the facility down, which means that somebody else, at least one other, if not more people tested positive. So you still have the ability to return and practice and everything probably not today but i I don't know and and i guess we have to defer to you on this one barrett as a player and kind of the logistics of the league but how much do you really need today's a walkthrough right today yeah anyway it's not a typical wednesday during the week so this is a walkthrough. It's a it's a Friday practice or Saturday, if you will, type practice, right? Where you're walking through stuff. There's no contact, nothing like that. You're not near anybody. Do you really need today if well, you're the San Francisco 49ers in order to play that game tomorrow night? Well, the 49ers are at home. Mm-hmm. So right. if anything, they'll walk through. They can go to their stadium 
and walk through. Right. They don't necessarily have to go through, um, you know, go to their facility. Their, you know, their facility and their and their um, stadium are two separate entities. So they can just go through the walkthrough, go to their stadium and walk through it there. So they don't mm-hmm. necessarily need that facility to do it. But if they just close their facility down and they did their trace contact and see who has what. And, you know, they have enough after they're going to have to play the game. But, you know, do you still want to get these guys together? I mean, they're sleeping. They're going to go to a hotel tonight. Mm-hmm. The night before a game, they even at home you go to a hotel right. the night before a game, so they're going to be around each other. So why not go to the facility, walk through up at the at their stadium, and then go to the hotel? Now, typically on a Wednesday, they, they you're installing the game plan for a Sunday game or a Monday game. Now, when do they do that for these Thursday games? Is that only on Tuesday? Do they just basically have one day? Well, no, actually, they um, if they play on Sunday, they'll come in on Monday, mm-hmm. have a light walkthrough. Because uh, they'll go through the night and and install everything. The coaches will have a game plan ready for them on Monday. They'll walk through it, just walk through it. You're talking Maybe. about for a Thursday game. Yeah, for yeah. a Thursday game. Right. A light jog. Okay. And then they'll practice on, on, on Tuesday. Another light, you know, practice on Wednesday and then play on Sunday. Hmm. I mean, play on, play on Thursday. Yeah. yeah. They only get in one time. What team puts you in the worst hotels at home? Oh, well – like every week, you knew, man. We're home. We're going to that double tree again. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> That's where it is. That's it, it, for is the Eagles. It? We were at the double tree downtown. Yeah. Double tree downtown. Right on Broad Street. Yeah, but right. A double, a double tree's not a, a a bad chain. You know, double tree is decent. And yeah. that cookie was unbelievable compared the to cookie. the Four Seasons. Oh, you know, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah to, correct, but you can get a, a decent steak at a place where if you compare it to. You know, a top end steakhouse, it's going to look like a Big Mac. I, mm-hmm. I understand that, but we have team meal. It's a team meal they give us, man. There's no, it's not a restaurant we're going to. They have a team meal that night because they want everybody at the hotel. But no, so they have a team meal, like a, a Super Eight or you know one of these quick motels. Nah, not that I played with. So double no, I can't think technically you guys slumming it was was the double tree. That's not right. terrible. Right, right. Okay. That's probably the. The least. I was expecting some story out of Detroit where they put you in a place, you know, like a half a mile away from the stadium, and you know, you had one of those motorized beds, and you know, one of these crazy old, like the motor, <laughs> the, the coin op bed, and a coin op television, and all the craziness, shadiness going on. But, Jerome Bet, look, Jerome Bettis has the heart shaped bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, the honeymoon suite. Yeah, right. Bet- they gave Bettis the honeymoon suite. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. <laughs> With the big jacuzzi tub. Yes. Yeah. That's all. I was just, just curious on, on that regard. But I, oh, I my know. goodness. Look, I don't know what they do with this game. Would you rather have this game played Thursday night or Tuesday night if you have the option? Uh You know, I'd, I'd rather play Thursday. I'd rather go ahead and just get it over with. Well, I mean, well, if, if, if watch. Oh, watch! Yeah, um, I kind of right. like the Tuesday night stuff. I, I, yeah, you did say that. You did. I, I don't know. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm kind of partial to these Thursday nights because it gives me that bridge right in between. I, I need a full football after going without it for a couple of days. Well, we have Maction tonight, my friend. Right. So don't think that you're going without football entirely. There's six right. games tonight. What? Oh, six games. You know Harry's going to have to make a play. If oh. that's the case. <laughs> 
That's a, I smell a six-play round robin. Oh, I'm telling you, Cooper rushes Central Michigan Chippewas getting two and a half at home, Barrett. That is wow. just screaming at me. <laughs> like home dog out, tonight, huh? Yeah. BYU's dropped already to three. We'll talk about that a little bit. But, yeah, you've got games starting tonight at 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. 6 o'clock into the Bowling Green Toledo nightcap tonight. What is going on? Wow. I mean, action is coming out in full force tonight. Seriously. Yeah, Wednesday night action, man. They own the they own TV tonight. So if you had the choice, now that you know, and, and just throw college in there as well, because you know you're going to get some college on both Wednesday and Friday night. You're not going to get an NFL game Thursday. And I understand, Barrett, where it's like, it's like eating the best appetizer you can to where you know you'll sit down, you'll enjoy it, You'll take your time with the appetizer. There's no real rush to get to Sunday to get to the meal because when you get it, you're going to love it. You know you're going to love it, but the app is just amazing. But I I love the idea of never really being done. You know, like Sunday night, it's like I'm stuffed. I've I've eaten myself, gorged out, and then it's like, here you go. Here's Monday. And now it's like, okay, I can't even get up off the table, man. I, I forget unbuttoning. Like, I can't even get out. And then there's another thing, Tuesday night. Here's another slice of cake. So See, that's I'm a fact of indulging. That's an unbelievable, you know, hype for, for just having games all week. I mean, the way you put that out there, I'm loving it, man. You put it in food perspective, See? I'm good with it. So, I mean, I, I'm good, man, with just, you know, <laughs> take a little appetizer here, eat a little bit. You know, sometimes you have to be on, on one of those diets where you have to eat, you know, five times a day, five small meals a day. I'm getting it, man. That's that's what we're getting right now. Yeah, five small meals a day till you get to Sunday. Well, especially know? because we have Patriots Jets Monday night. Now, is anybody looking forward to that? Not all the worst. You know, that might be that might be one of the worst games ever. I mean, Joe was- Douglas. Joe Douglas might be the only guy in the world that still believes in Adam Gase. I don't think Adam Gase's family believes in no. Adam Gase. Uh, and they're not talking to him anymore. Yeah, they're preemptively disinviting him from Thanksgiving dinner so they don't have to sit there and lie to his face about what a great job he's doing or how it's not all his fault. Yeah, we'll no, listen I- to Joe Douglas coming up. All right, real quick, we're going to wrap the hour. We'll listen to Joe Douglas. There's a new version of The Last Dance that's coming out, and it oh, has boy. nothing to do with Michael Jordan. It has nothing to do with the NBA. In fact, if you were listening on the stream, phillyvoice.com slash the middle, you probably heard a comment from Barrett, which makes me think he's going to be all over this new last dance or at least version of the last dance live phillyvoice.com slash the middle and sports map radio. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is number one, that we are in place of a position of trust and that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client, that a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one, and they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, The clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that 
and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. All right. We got to thank uh, Marie DeBooth. Yeah, I put that. You know, making some comments up there on the, on the stream. She's trying to get our algorithm on YouTube to uh, pick it up. I love it to push out more content. Anything there that we go. Like the algorithm, you know, these algorithms, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you guys are all tuned in. That's the analytical side to you guys. Did you see Colin, Colin Cowherd tweet last night as he's watching, I guess, the election uh, coverage? He says, just started my night of watching election coverage. I can assure you this isn't water. And he shows a picture of his, his cocktail and it was all clear. So it was all vodka. I go, I quote tweeted. I said, get back to me when you've poured your third. Nice. <laughs> nice. He'd probably be drunk by then, unable to tweet. Two and a half in. <laughs> yep. Yep. Probably making comments about Cam Newton or something. Mm-hmm. Wow, there's a lot of money on Central Michigan tonight. Is there? Yep. <laughs> Yep. Now, where do I find? Let me find this. Let me find this. This uh, what? Which one do you guys use the most? Um, I go to Vegas Insider and yeah. check all the books. Is really what I do. I think Aton does the same thing too. Yeah. I, I, who who does? Who else? Well, the I have the Action Network, the app. Oh, okay. The Action Network app. Um, so I pay for this Pro Signal thing, and they track, <laughs> they get track a lot of stuff. Yeah. So like for example, um. They've tracked like a ton on New Mexico against Hawaii. 92% of the money, 38% of the bets. Yeah, Hawaii didn't come through for you last no, week. I know. Bit me in the ass. I was disappointed in that one. You're in Indiana. To the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, so we'll be back our second hour trying to jam in as much as we can. We have to get to this humpback whale story as well. Let's listen. We'll talk about this last dance thing coming up in the break and then continue to talk as we don't break here on the program, phillyvoice.com slash the middle. But, Ron, if we can, let's listen to Joe Douglas defend Adam Gase, and as Harry mentioned, it seems like he might be the last human being on the planet that's willing to be vocal in public about defending Gase. So this is Joe Douglas doing just that. In your opinion, can this team get to where you want it to be with Adam as the head coach? Yes. You know, ultimately, like I said, I have to do a better job for all these coaches and players, and the hope is that we can fix these problems together um, and, and be here together for a while. So you're saying he's part of the solution then? Yes. <laughs> well, now now that I've heard it, Aton and Barrett, that doesn't sound like a ringing endorsement. No, no. I, I was going to ask, was, was anybody holding a rifle with his <laughs> head off camera? Yeah, he couldn't see. I mean, that that sounded like a hostage. I am okay. Do not right. send any help. 
What? I knew mean? you were going to go there with hostage video. That's exactly <laughs> what it sounded like. It did. You know, he think about it. He didn't even hesitate. R- Ron, real quick. If we, I know we're running late here, but if you could just run that back, just the first part of it. Listen to how fast Joe Douglas responded like it was programmed in his brain. In your opinion, can this team get to where you want it to be with Adam as the head coach? Yes. You know, I mean, no, like stop I said, that like that. Come on. Job. Come on. <laughs> He's looking up like, do I say this? Do I say this? Right. I'd like to get dinner served to me tonight. So just tell me what to say. He's the one who like it. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Media guys like blink twice. Yeah. If the ownership is holding a knife to your back. If we need to send help. Now, listen to the middle. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. That is amazing. Like, how in the world? How in the world? Unbelievable. That that might even be worse. All right, so are you going to watch this new uh, Last Dance thing? Uh, it depends on I, after you tell me about it. I don't know. I'm, I'm watching The Queen's Gambit. I started watching that last night. The wife and I got through two episodes of The yeah? Seven. Yeah. Pretty good. How much of is it is just kids playing chess? No, I mean you know that's a that's a part of it, but it's a it's a pretty good story. This this girl is she is another one. She's a, she's a ginger. Wait, she I looks, thought, these, thought these are all young kids though. Well, she starts as a young kid and she's oh, okay. growing up. Like it's, it. she's you know she's actually they kind of lie about her age. They say that she's like two years younger than what she really is because she grows up in an orphanage. Got it. Okay, so it's like a yeah. Danny Almonte situation. Yeah, yeah. Okay. A what? Danny Almonte, the uh, world's uh, Little yeah, League World yeah. Series kid from years ago. Remember him? He, he was right. the famous. And well, I mean, it wasn't him. It was he guy. was like twenty-five years old. Right, right. Playing with sixteen-year-olds. So let's just. Dude's throwing gas. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and they were just like, "Oh, he doesn't have any. He doesn't have a mustache yet." So right. Slide him in here. <laughs> they give him hormones. <laughs> right. right. So this is about uh Stone Cold. Steve Austin? Yeah. Oh yeah? Yeah. Are you in on that? Oh yeah, absolutely. I love him. You're you're gonna watch the last dance mm-hmm. with Stone Cold? The rattlesnake. Love that guy. That's he's a great person to play golf with, too. Oh, you play golf with him? Yeah, man. Where was this? Um, it was um, it was actually in Bethlehem, out there in Bethlehem. Some charity thing? Yeah, we did a charity uh, golf tournament for um, what's his name that uh, played for the Bills? Just he had just got Andre Reed. Andre Reed, yeah, his golf tournament. Okay, and they put me with Stone Cold, so we didn't do anything but drink beer and watch people play golf. Oh man, great time, great time. Mm. I, fished, I fished a little bit, you know. What I mean, it was it was it was an amazing golf. It might be one of the best. Golf tournament's ever been in. Now, do you remember where it was uh, held? What golf course? Do you know? Ah, man, it's it's there. It, it actually, um, I think it's there. Was it? It's, where it's was exactly it? that. Buffalo. No, no, it's in um in Bethlehem, Bethlehem. Uh, oh. But Reed was hosting it here. Is, he's not from here, right? Yeah, he's from yeah, there, from Bethlehem. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So it was it was it was unbelievable, man. Me, him, who else was it? Um, and uh, oh my goodness, um, Thurman Thomas. No, it was actually um, still a linebacker. Oh, my goodness, 90, um, 95. Greg Lloyd. Greg Lloyd. Oh, Greg, Greg Lloyd? Lloyd? 
So he's, he's, you know, he's an avid golfer. You know, he, he's, you know, he's, he's just, he's pissed right now because me and Stone Cold, we're talking about cars. You know, he's a mm-hmm. Hemi guy, and you know, and I'm talking about, you know, I'm a, I'm a Ford guy. We're just going back and forth, and we're talking about that. And he's trying to play. He's so serious. You know, he's right. playing. He's playing golf. I'm saying, hey, take my shot too. You know, he goes over and takes his shot. You played with Greg, right? No, I, no, I played against Greg for years. For years. You didn't play with him in Pittsburgh. No. Mm-hmm. He was he was retired. Yeah. Um. No. He had already. He, he went to uh Carolina. Him and Green went to Carolina. That's right. Kevin Green too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, you miss. Well, you miss Green then too, right? Yep. I didn't miss him. I played against him. I Kevin Green looked. On the team. He looked like a wrestler, Kevin Green. Oh no question. Oh, yeah. No question. Hey, he's the nicest guy in the world. Nasty hmm. man. That was like. That was like the evolution of the early 90s Eagles team. You know, like the, the league changed, so you had to be a little faster and, you know, different and all. But that that was like, that was insane. Watching those two guys just roam the field, man. Doing what they wanted to do. Oh. Freestyling. Yeah. Freestyling. Yeah, yeah. You got to be really smart to be able to get away with that shit. So what is it, the last what? What's the last dance? The last dance, like ESPN's last dance, is now the producer Mm -hmm. is working on this thing with Stone Cold. Put last dance Stone Cold. Mm -hmm. People bet on Gold Glove winners. That's terrible. Come on, have some pride. Have some pride. Oh, I tell you what, I think I'm gonna take the Steelers. How can you not? Right? You are. Are you gonna take Dallas? No, I. I it's a stay away game for me. What's that? That's team? a hard pass. I was at. I mean, ten and a half. They're gonna score fifty on. Oh, 13 and a half. Oh, 13 and a half? Still, yeah. I'll tell you why when we come back. See, there I go betting with the heart again. Mm-hmm. Boy, I tell you, man. <laughs> What? Are you putting it in right now? I'm looking at it. <clears throat> <laughs> so Fox bet I have to lay 118 to take the Steelers at extra juice. You know, you explain that to Barrett. What's that? I don't know. That's how they get you. Dallas is at. E- well, see, here's the thing. This is a trap. Dallas at 13 and a half is that easy money, even money. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> People thinking, oh, look at this. I, I'll take the Cowboys, get all these points, and an even money return. I think that's a trap. Here we go. What is that? <laughs> it's a trap. This is a Gal Media property in partnership with Jacob Media. And you, my friend, are caught in the middle. The middle starts now, starts now on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Well, we have breaking news regarding this program, this very radio slash digital show that you can watch and consume on phillyvoice.com slash the middle as well as listening and consuming it throughout these sports map radio platforms. We have somebody on this program who can attest and defend 
Harry May's claim about this new television show. I was made aware of this during the break because it ain't going to be Barrett or me yet. But Ron Culver is now four episodes. Is that right? Deep into Queen's Gambit. Yeah. Last night. You binge four episodes. <laughs> well, there's nothing on TV. What was on TV? Nothing. Well, exactly. reruns of King of Queens. Well, of course. Well, in your house all the time. Well, yeah, because it's on three different channels, man. Like, who am I? Who am I to ignore a show if it's on three different channels? Isn't that your television box telling you something? Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. We're on all these different channels. So are you saying that uh, King of Queens is now what Seinfeld used to be years ago, where it's, you know, it's airing on multiple stations at the same time? It is everywhere. I get it on country music television, TV land, CM, uh, the CW. Mm-hmm. And there's another one where it, it plays every now and again, like I think a Saturday morning on like TBS. So technically four different channels. Wow. And who am I to ignore? You know, it's like the famous <laughs> joke. Right. You remember the joke there where there, there's a guy and is a lot of flooding that's starting to happen. And all of a sudden everything is flooded up to like the doorway. And there's a guy coming on the boat to rescue him. He says, nope, sorry. Don't worry about it. My God will save me. I'm okay. He's like, all right. Then he comes back a little later and starts to hit the roof of the house. And he says, come on, come on, get on the boat. Mm-hmm. Says, nope, don't worry. My God will save me. I'm okay. Then finally, he's sitting there at the top, holding on to the very tip one of the chimney. The guy says, come on, come on. He says, no, my God will save me. Then he's up in heaven after he drowned. He looks up and says, God, what happened? God turns around and says, I sent three boats. <laughs> <laughs> It's on three channels. What am I supposed to do? Ignore a word coming from above? <laughs> it's the middle. All right. It's calling me. It keeps calling me. That was some of your best work, Aton. You told that very well. Well, I had uh, I had time. I had time there down there. Thank <laughs> I'd you. I never. I'd never heard that before. No, it's it's uh, yeah. I heard that as you know. It's funny. I heard that a long time ago at a camp that I went to one summer and. Mm-hmm. At the end of like they had this weekly thing where they, they built this big fire and people would get up and tell jokes. And I remember somebody sat there and took their time. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a joke where, you know, you can take your time and you could really right. embellish the come on, get on the boat, get on the boat. But, yeah, it was uh, I don't know why, but that that's one of my favorite ones. I could have made that a, you know, a, 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 a great story. Yeah, I'd have put was, everything in. I'd have 20 minutes said, for you. Right, yeah. I mean, I had to put cows floating by and everything, bro. You know? <laughs> I had to get in and out, man, you know? In and out. Oh, man, this whole thing now is messing up my TV show tomorrow night. What's that? This um, Thursday night game. Oh. We may not have it. Got to do props and locks. Got the props and locks. A little college football. Well, I might have to. I think we're doing that Clemson game. Clemson, Dennis. I love Cincinnati this week. The Bearcats? Yeah. That line I think that line should be higher. They still aren't getting the, the necessary respect. All these sites you send me to, you have to have uh subscriptions, man. Well, it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> 
not worth it to me. I'm, I'm not begging. Like the Action Network, I think it's like five bucks a month, something like that. And it's it's really, for me, it's worth it because you really get to see a lot of the signals. Like, for example, if, if you know that a team is getting 90% of the money off 90% of the bets, that means that if the books, if that team doesn't win, the books are going to make a ton of money, a ton of money. And that's what they do. They make money off of us. Bro, every time I hit one of those sites for our best rates, activate insider pricing. Like, dang, this is incredible, man. Don't do it on all of them. Hey, that total I'm... is 41 and a half, by the way. What total? For the Cowboys Steelers game. Hmm. That's such a low number, but I'm so tempted to go under. <laughs> I think I have to. Well, the idea there is, you know, Dallas won't score more than like six points. Yeah, I'm worried about field goals. Yeah, that's real. That's real defense, though. Seventeen six. I'm just looking at it from this perspective. Pittsburgh has played three straight emotional games. This would be a little bit of a letdown. Cleveland, Tennessee, and the Ravens. They've expended a lot of energy. I think I like the under more than any other play in this game. This is the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Park Studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Just put it in there, Harry. You can see. See what it says on the screen? Oh, yeah. Boom. Boom. Look at that. Double units on the under for the Steelers-Cowboys game. And I tell you, you just convinced me. You're reasoning. Hopefully, you're listening on the stream because Mm -hmm. you can hear Barrett tell his nine-minute stories in a three-minute span. You can hear Harry mention something only in passing, but then get brought back up on the show when we're rejoined by SportsMap for both guys, of course. But your reasoning right there on the Cowboys is, I think, everything I needed where I was tempted to take the Steelers, but now I'm rolling under 41 and a half, thanks to you, Harry Mays. Well, I think that's a better play, number one. Number two, I would. this game is a hard pass for me as far as the side goes, um, where I would love to say, yeah, lay the points with the Steelers. It's an easy winner. And a logic tells you that it should be. But then when you look at what they've done over the past three weeks and who they've played, they've, they have had some really tough physical games two weeks in a row with Baltimore and Tennessee. They've both won to their credit. Uh, And the week before that, they played Cleveland, which is a big rivalry game. And they wanted to lay a smackdown on the Cleveland Browns uh, to put them in their rightful place behind the Steelers in the division. So they played three really tough emotional games. And it would be very easy for me to say, you know what, we could kind of win this with our C game going up against, you know, whatever quarterback the Dallas Cowboys are throwing at us and just sort of, you know, half-ass it a little bit, if you will, and they could still easily win the game. But they don't necessarily have to cover that big number. So the under is is a good play to me. Well, let me give you this. You know, when you're a Cowboy team, it's as bad as they are, Mm -hmm. and they're not giving up. They're not giving anything. There's no action that will be given from a competitive standpoint, you know, you know, especially considering the fact that they just lost to the Eagles <laughs> and defensively, defensively, they felt as though, you know, they played well enough that they're like, you know, just not even looking at 
the offensive side of the ball now. Those sides don't even communicate with each other now. So now you have a team totally divided because the defense is trying to play and the offense is not. So I think that, you know, they're going to allow more points simply because they're just pissed off at the offensive side of the ball. They might just let them score. You think Dallas's defense is going to pull that old Madden trick where it's just like, all right, give me the ball back and, and pull your guys down on purpose? <laughs> Straight up, man. <laughs> when you keep you know, pulling back to get out the yard, yeah. Part, see, part of me, I, like one thing I can't get over is how confident they all sounded following that Eagles game. I mean, Mike McCarthy. Yeah, yeah they, they, this, this Cowboys team, for the first time all season, sounded like they had some life in their mm. sails. Both guys on defense, I mean, from Demarcus Lawrence calling people out, it seemed a little bit better. Alden, you know, guys were talking like there was a, at least a direction now to move forward in a positive direction. And I wonder if you add this just human sense of a letdown, knowing you're going to take on one, if not the worst teams in the NFL. And then on top of that, you add this Cowboys team, which thanks to our Eagles, now has life in their sails. I, you know, I could see like a a thirteen three mm-hmm. game with like twelve or eight minutes left in the third quarter, where Pittsburgh is kind of just like, dude, we can go through the motions and beat this team. Let's yeah. just I mean, let's get let's just get to the finish line, right? Where they're not putting up fifty and right. it's not like seventeen to six. Who are who are you making a statement to? Like, and and again, Barrett, let's let's look at this situation realistically, guys. Right where you've got a team that's undefeated. And Harry just laid out exactly what they had to do for the first half of the season, which is not just beat everybody in front of you, but beat the people in your division, specifically Baltimore, in front of you. Mm -hmm. What statement do they really need to make to themselves or anybody else by blasting Dallas? With Cooper Rush. Three, right. Yeah. Because you're talking about a a Steelers team that they don't necessarily see uh, any team as a uh, as a as a team that um that they should be feared or 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 they should be looked down to because they think that every team is the same way. See the difference between a lot of teams and that, and that locker room when they go out to practice, they feel as though they're practicing against the best players in the NFL. They feel as though you know that defense is the best defense in the NFL. So when Ben is going against them, they say, "All right, if, if we're practicing against Ben, we're playing against one of the best quarterbacks in the league." So they feel as though it doesn't matter who's out there. It's a bunch of faceless guys in front of them. They're going to beat you regardless of who you are. And that's the way they approach the game. That's the way you approach every game because they're the team that everybody wants to beat. They feel as they're the best team that everybody wants to beat. So they approach games a little differently because to them, it's, it doesn't matter who you are or who the opponent is. They know they have a, 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 a certain level of playing. So they're going to play to the best of their ability every week as opposed to, you know, just picking and choosing who they're going to play better. That's just when I was there, that's the way we approached the game. We knew we were the best team in the NFL, and we practiced as such. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going against the best defensive end every day. They, uh, Troy's going against the best quarterback every day, you know. Um, you know, and because of that, it just breeds competitive nature, and you just feel as though when you walk on the field, you already won the game. So they're just going to just smash who's ever in front of them. That's just me. But, see, I don't know anything about betting. So you guys know. No, 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 no. That's – look, nobody does. Gaetan already <laughs> put it in anyway. He's already in. I'm already locked in anyway. Yeah. Isn't but that a great I, feeling, Aton, when you put that in, you hit that little button on your phone, you're like, boom, we got action. I love it, man. And I love how they say on that app, 
boom, boom, your bet is in. No, and and the thing. Let's do that for real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Put it up there on the screen for people to see. Now the thing is, though, I I agree that especially with this Steelers team, they have not let down yet. And I don't really, maybe let down is the wrong term to describe what could happen. But if you want to combine what you just laid out, Barrett, and what the two of us were talking about more from a number standpoint, I think what you're most likely going to find is now one scenario could play out like we saw with the Bucks and, and Monday night or the Eagles and Sunday night where you just have teams playing down to the competition. But to be fair to Pittsburgh, they really haven't done that yet. And they've had opportunities to play really down to bad teams. So I think what most likely is going to happen is you'll find like a, a 27 to six lead at the half that will probably end at like, you know, 34 to nine as far as a final where it's not like the well, Steelers are taking that team lightly. It's like, dude, we just blew them out in the first half. Now we can kind of just relax. Not to say that they'll let them back in the game because I don't think Dallas is good enough. But it's kind of one of the, I, I think one of those scenarios could probably play out more than not, which is Pittsburgh does all the damage they need to do in the first half. And now it's kind of just like, all right, let's keep running plays. Let's keep doing our offense. Nobody gets hurt, but let's just get out of here. Well, see, the only scenario that I, that I think about when I think about this, this game coming up is the past two games offensively, they played bad. You know, yeah. they haven't, they, yeah, they haven't played up to their ability. You know, they, you know, all the turnovers Ben had the last game. Uh, the fact, you know, they almost lost if it wasn't for a field goal to uh, to the Texans team. You know, offensively, they haven't played up to expectations. So I'm just thinking from from that aspect, they're going to think a little differently going into this game and understanding that, you know, this is a wounded uh, uh, Cowboy team. So they're going to want to, you know, like you said, put them away early, but they want to score some points just to get back into that groove that they're used to being in. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Now, you, you hinted at this uh about this last dance thing, and it's it's got me intrigued now, Aton. So, what are you talking about? Is this another uh, Chicago Bulls thing, or what? What are, you, what are you talking about here? So, the people behind the last dance with ESPN, okay, Lillian Garcia, former WWE announcer, Lillian Garcia confirmed that Jacob Rogel, who is the last dance producer. Mm -hmm. reached out to her meeting Garcia about participating and says the series surrounding stone cold Steve Austin will be out sometime next year. Other than that, we don't have much detail at all. Just so they're doing a documentary on the Texas rattlesnake. Yes. Oh, I'm in who stole like you can't be a snake out after Jake the snake. You know, he, well, he could have gone a different animal. That was just one of his nicknames. I mean, he's got a bunch of nicknames. Right, and, right. You know. and, and to be fair, yes, I agree. Yeah. And Stone Cold should not be reduced to simply taking that nickname. But come on, you had an iconic guy in Jake the Snake Roberts, mm -hmm. and you allowed other people to call you the Rattlesnake. That's all I'm saying. The Texas the, Rattlesnake. The, the Texas Rattlesnake. Okay. Yeah. But this is going to be some sort of long-standing documentary regarding steve austin now is he the most pop because think about it jordan there's still an argument about the best the best not he's definitely the most popular player mm -hmm. of all time like i don't think you can argue that mm -hmm. michael jordan is the most popular basketball player of all time is steve austin is the no this rattlesnake 
No. No. Let me get that question out. Hulk Hogan is. Of all time. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, The Rock is really popular now post wrestling. He's become one of the most uh, used actors in the in the world. (laughs) Say rattlesnake, (laughs) (laughs) but no. But I I would say Hulk Hogan is probably the you know number one. Um, I would go uh, Andre the Giant. He was the pinnacle of 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 wrestling at the point, and he even handed the torch to Hulk Hogan Mm -hmm. upon his uh, retirement. Hogan body slammed his ass. Yeah, and he knew he had to do that in order to carry right. to, to, to the torch to him. Was Andre the Giant, because I remember I'm 42, so when I was watching as a kid, Hulk Hogan was really coming into his own. Mm-hmm. But was Andre Giant a mega mogul pre-getting bodies? Because you're right, that was like when Michael Jordan got crossed up by Allen Iverson. Everybody mm-hmm. was like, oh my God, the, you know, the, the changing the guard and all. So was Andre the Giant some mega mogul wrestler in like the mid seventies, late seventies, and then just? I to me, I always he, thought he was more of like a freak show. Well, that, yeah, that's I, what I made him as well. Yeah, he made he made he people went to see him. Mm. They watched the scene. You go to the Spectrum yeah. to see him. Really, yeah, Andre you, the Giant had this much cachet. Had this. Yeah. Much I don't know for, for a wrestling match. I, I went to wrestling to see Chief J Strongbow and superstar Billy Graham. You know, <laughs> okay, but that's probably the same era as Andre the Giant, right? It was okay. Riddle so, Bulldogs. This is pre Hogan, pre yeah. the first Ultimate Warrior, right? Right, right. Pre Macho Man, and that's correct. Another guy. You know, Roddy Roddy Piper. They Roddy live. Roddy Piper. He was one a, of the he best. Was, yeah. It was that show he did V. <laughs> Who Piper? He was at V, yeah. Roddy Roddy Piper was at V. You guys oh, remember that thing? V no. when uh, when they uh they um the aliens came in. Oh, they live. They, they live. live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They live. That was yeah, a, that they, was a, that's the iconic movie, right? They live. Absolutely, <laughs> one of the best. Movies that's when he ever. put those sunglasses on right. and he could see the the uh, the zombies, right? Yeah, alien construction worker who saves the planet. Right. Don't forget it. What about Ric Flair, the Penguin AZ? I mean, are we forgetting the popularity of Ric Flair? No, yeah. Flair's, Flair's huge. I might put him maybe number yeah. two or three. So I guess the question, before we break real quick, the question was, is this the right person to do this with to represent the sport? And I'm not saying it's not. I'm just curious because I don't have the history of worldwide wrestling from WWF to now WWE. Um. I don't know, but it, it's a really good one because I'm I'm interested in knowing more about him. That was sort of the, the end of my wrestling um, sort of like. Yeah. Like, I, I stopped liking wrestling when Stone Cold was done. Okay. What's he doing now? We got to figure that out. I, I don't know. His body's all banged up, man. Is it, yeah. He does, uh, Not a, Diamond Dallas Page level, right? Is he doing the Diamond Dallas yoga? That was the worst. Dude. That was the worst. He's he was oh my goodness! But uh, right now, Stone Cold, uh, he's big into cars. They love you know as far as Mopars and things mm-hmm. like that. He, he's you know he's iconic in that in that uh in that genre. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, well, well, that's your genre. That is that's right. And and you already heard the golf story in the break. So who knows what's gonna happen now? Phillyvoice.com slash the middle. We're back. Sports Map Radio. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney 
is number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, The clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. Hi, back in two minutes. Let me uh, fix this thing real quick. Oh, man. Dude, I'm hungry as a hostage right now. What happened? So I'm hungry as a hostage right now. I'm snacking on these things, too. What's that? These uh, almonds. <laughs> chocolate almonds? Yeah, dark chocolate. Dude, that's crazy, man. Yo, I got a miniature. Well, not a miniature poodle. It's um, it's a toy poodle. It's supposed to have been. It's supposed to have been a um, a teacup poodle. But you know, he lived in my house. He ate his way out of being a teacup poodle. Now as a, now as a um, a toy poodle. <laughs> she weighs like you know seven pounds now. She's only supposed to be like at the most five and a half six. Wow. So she I loves know. eating almonds. I understand that this dog loves eating almonds. That's all she wants to eat. That's pretty strange. And, and raisins. We haven't even talked to, uh, about the fact that Antonio Brown will be activated this week. Oh, oh. yeah. Well, it's only Wednesday, eh? Yeah. And, and, and he said he's in he's in the best shape of uh, his life. He Is that right? He said he's ready to play right now. He came in ready to play right now. Well, he better because he's going to play Sunday. <laughs> You got to get in on some action there, Aton. Over under of how many targets or how many receptions he makes. Did we get any uh, Shapiro email about that? Uh, no, I didn't see anything. I bet there will be something though. How about the Eagles as a forty to one Super Bowl shot? He said, "Yo, bro, wow." Rose, hey, coach, you got to do something. Awesome. Like, what are you talking about, man? Smell the back of my hand. You got to tell Everett he's got to go take a shower. Wow. Mac Come Jones on, man. With Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Oh, look at this. Zach Wilson moving on up. Hey, little Zach Wilson. Who? Zach Wilson, the quarterback for BYU. He's the fourth-rated Heisman favorite. He moved out of trash. You're listening to The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, so let's look at this real quick because Harry has been talking about this show now for a couple of days, and you are at least half, if not the full season into it, right? What are you talking about, the Queen's Gambit? Correct. I'm only two episodes in. There's seven total. Oh, you've only seen two. For some yeah. reason, we thought that you and the wife were locked into the full season. No, we just did two last night. Uh, but Ron Culver is four episodes in, from what I understand. Right. That was all yesterday. So you just sat there and watched four straight episodes. Just I mean, get, you've got you know, just let it run. 
roll through. How do you have time? I mean, you've got kids. You're doing three shows here. <laughs> he doesn't listen to our show. Tell yeah. the truth, Ron. No, no, I was joking there for a second. <laughs> I, well, to be honest, I didn't watch that first episode. I came home and the wife had it on, so I just sat down and started watching it. And she, you know, it was easy to catch up to what was going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just roll through two, three, four. Like I didn't even realize we had gone through that many. Now, what do you think of the lead actress, the uh, the redhead? As she's getting older. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Hear you. Now, have you seen yep. the Undoing, Ron? The Undoing? No, I have not. Okay, because I I would ask you to pit this actress against Matilda. No, no, Matilda wins. Okay. okay. Yeah. What is this actress' name? I don't even know. But I, I just apparently, some... and look, Ron has a a very discerning taste. So the show must be good, I Harry. Have a discerning taste, don't you? Uh, her name is Anya Taylor Joy. Okay, I I feel like she was just in a movie, wasn't she? But my point of it is that you're not going to sit here from Split. Thanks, Play Action Real. The the time that you have is very limited to uh, attach to a television show. Is that right. fair? Yeah. All right. So if you're going to sit and block out four or three and a half hours to watch a television show, my assumption is that this is a pretty damn good show because you don't have the time in your day to allot four well, hours straight of television. Here's the deal. And Harry will probably say this. It's it's kind of sneaky good. Like you don't think like going into it, you don't think like, well, how's a TV show about chess going to be? Right. That's what mm-hmm. I'm nervous about. All. Right. And it's really not about chess. It's I mean, not. It is, but it's literally about her life. So this isn't like some Bobby Fisher update. No, no. Okay. No, she was in Peaky Blinders too, Aton. You, you used to watch that, right? Yeah, I, I just I just ran out of gas on the show. It's not that the show was bad, but mm. I watched the first and Tom Hardy was fantastic. But okay, I, I, I know who you're talking about. Right. I see Matt Mullen on the text line. He and his wife blasted through Queen's Gambit in two days over the weekend. Very, very good. It's sneaky. What where mm. it came out, what, this year, this this past month? When did this thing actually debut itself on Netflix? Uh what was going on? Like, was there another show? Was something happening? Yeah, it was 2020. I mean, it's a new show. I don't exactly know which month or what it's week a, it came out. October 23rd. 2020 is when it came out. Oh, so just a week or two ago. Yeah. Yeah. God, I feel current now. Yeah. I've never caught a show this early. Well, the one thing that's appealing to me is that I can binge it because mm-hmm. I'm going through undoing withdrawal. And it's only Wednesday. <laughs> this is what happens when you watch the show Monday morning is I'm waiting for this thing to come back Sunday night. I'm in more anticipation of this than the Eagles coming back. Well, so, who isn't? Well, yeah, good. I, I would hope so. <laughs> now, are you in on this show, Barrett? After two people on this program, this very program, have suggested this, I, I don't know if I'm going to dive into this one just yet. I just text the boss lady about it, so. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, yeah, then Barrett will be told to watch it if that's the case. <laughs> like, he won't even have any choice in the matter. He'll he'll have seven episodes done come Monday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe even come Friday. I don't know. Yeah, depending on what's going on tonight, it's either build a table or yeah, yeah. Barrett, you're not building no table tonight. You're not working no. on the car. You're watching the Queen's Gambit with me. That's right. 
I heard you talking about that stone cold golf thing. Uh uh-uh, uh, television tonight. Don't get any ideas. Uh, hold on, let me finish this by saying yeah. <laughs> I have a sandwich, damn it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, definitely let us know how that one goes over for sure. For sure. All right, I, I guess the chess thing kind of put me off a little bit. I'm not anti chess. Don't get me wrong. I, I could watch a good chess scene, mm-hmm. but I, I just don't know. We don't really have many go-to shows or movies that are great with chess, right? Like we right. have movies and shows about we chess have any? people. Well, yeah, Bobby Fisher is Searching the one that for Bobby Fisher, right? That was, didn't that come out in the nineties? It did. Yeah. yeah. So and I mean, wasn't there one with uh, wasn't Lawrence Fishburne in a chess-related movie? Yeah, he was. I forget what it was though. Ah, see. Yeah, but there's not a lot of chess stuff. Like you're right. I mean, there's there's a lot of movies about poker players and card games and things like that. Like you know, like rounders or the what was the one with the? Um... Oh, real quick, by the way, he was in Bobby Fisher. Fisher. Oh, he was. Yeah. Okay. okay. Sorry, Harry. No, that's all right. You were saying and... the, one, the movie about betting or cards? Yeah, cards. Uh, so and so's game. It just came out a couple Wait. years ago. The hot, uh, she was a hot, hot actress. Played the the lead role, and she would host hold card games, like high dollar card games. Hmm. I forget what it's called. This is a movie. Yeah. No, I don't remember. You know. No, but you're right. There aren't really many standout ones. Yeah, like, well, you got twenty one. You remember twenty one, right? The guys were card counting. Mm-hmm. Bunch of them together. Oh, is that like the kids though? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was out on that. Some kids from uh, MIT. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yep. Larry Fishburne in that one, too. Jeez. <laughs> but Fishburne is, is in, and Kevin Spacey was in that, too. But Fishburne is in so much. Yeah, 21, I remember that. That was 2008. Mm. Wow. Yeah, MIT, that's right. Brilliant student. Needs some quick cash to pay his tuition bills. All right, so the Queen's Gambit. We'll see. I'll say this. If Barrett watches it, I'm in. All right? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. That's not bad. Yeah, what else did you really have? I mean, you can't really count Casino. What else really, like? Uh, The Cooler. Cooler was good. Yeah, Molly's Game. That's the movie I'm thinking about. That was good. Molly's Game? Yeah, Aaron Sorkin. Um was uh, the writer in this. Jessica Chastain is the actress. Total smoke show. Idris Elba and, <laughs> Idris Elba and Kevin Costner in it. Michael Sarah's in it. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Molly's right, game. Right, right. Yeah, it was yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's like um he's like her lawyer or something like that, right? Right. I think I think you're right. Yep, he's a lawyer. I remember that. I remember yeah. that. I mean, it was his high stakes, you mm-hmm. know, had a it was a true story. Yeah, yeah. 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 Former skier. Yep. It's based off a true story. Rounders is phenomenal. It is. But a lot of that, I think it's just the acting. I know. I know. But it was really good. Yeah. I mean, Malkovich is awesome. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> Uncut Gems. That's about uh, gambling. Uh, I, there's something just... There's something just phony. I don't know what it is, but there's something just phony about Adam Sandler to me. Mm. Well, I'm gonna tell you, I'm, I'm just gonna be honest. Oh, we 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 forgot Rain Man. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Rain Man. Yeah, yeah you're right. That's that is a great one. Count yeah, cards. but um, 
there's only so much you can do with playing chess. I mean, what what actually can you come with playing playing chess? That's why I, I was kind of out on uh out on it, but you know, we'll we'll see. I'm 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 gonna see what we got going on. What would you say would be what would you say would be Malkovich's Mount Rushmore? <laughs> 610. Right? <laughs> eh, we'll take your calls all day today. Um me, get or like top, how about top three? I mean, I got three Malkovich. I think Malkovich is one of these actors where it's really hard to do that with. Yeah. Like that's when you know you've you found a true actor of range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you he's know, got a lot of range. He does. Um, I mean, there are a lot of red. Not I see what you're talking about. It's yeah. red. I like them in red. Dangerous liaisons. Um, um, you have to go back, I think, to some other stuff too, right? I'm looking here. Knock around guys. No. You know what I did. You know what? That's what I want. I was trying to think of uh, him and um, him and um, and Clint Eastwood. Oh yeah, he was great in that. Yeah, uh, and a lot of fire. A lot of fire. Oh yeah, he was fantastic in Con Air too. Hello. Oh yeah. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. We got into this conversation just now in the break about going down this rabbit hole of movies and somehow chess turned into cards, which turned into movies about betting and rounders came up, of course. And it's a staple, as you know, and we started talking about John Malkovich. And even in this break, we were trying to figure out what his number, like top three to represent him would be. And it's tough, man. It's that's when, you know, you found a, an actor with true range is trying mm-hmm. to find somebody in that. But you're right, as far as, you know, this this new show and trying to make the drama surround chess, it's tough, which what you and, and Ron both said, Harry, which is it's not really that. It's more about the cast. Right. All right, well, I'm, I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah, I think I think you can you could burn through it in no time. I know you. Now, do you go back to... Now, In the Line of Fire. Great movie. Yes, was what Barrett suggested. And I think that definitely belongs on the top three. Right. Malkovich. But do you go back to like older stuff where, you know, Empire of the Sun is actually a really good movie, Mm. but he's not the only really good person. And Killing Fields is another one where he's really good in a movie with other people in it. Being John Malkovich. I never saw that. It's it's a weird movie, and it's hard to explain because it's not a great movie, but it's good. It's really good because he's in it, and he's really good in it, if that makes sense. He was mm-hmm. in Bird Box? Yeah. Oh, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> you didn't watch Bird Box? Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Last year. Some of the worst reviews outside of that. What was that Will Smith movie? That was the lowest reviewed movie in the history of Rotten Tomatoes 
and the other one that that they use. Remember, it, it came out. It was like a Netflix movie, space, space movie. When he, no, um... it wasn't a space movie, Barrett. He was a cop, and there was an orc. Like, oh a, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Like oh, it, it was. He was a cop, and there was an orc who was his his partner. Right. And it was a one word movie, and when it came, something with a B, I want to say. Right. Well, an orc, like from that, uh, you know, from like Lord of the Rings, like an orc. Oh, he yeah, was blue. He was like a light blue color. Oh, man. What was the Will Smith movie where, where he had the orc in it? That was the lowest rated movie. Bright is the name of right. it. Right. <laughs> There's a Bright 2 coming out. I'm dude, I'm telling you, it was one of the lowest rated movies ever when it came out. And outside of Bright, Bird Box was right there. I can't believe. Did you see Bird Box too, Barrett? No, no, I didn't. I mean, can you? I can't even imagine Harry sitting through this. Yeah, absolutely. You did you like it? I thought it was all right. I mean, there was a lot of hype around it. Obviously, you know, it didn't deliver to the hype. But I actually, I thought it was okay. You know, Sandra Bullock. This is really hurting your reputation. Malkovich, you know, like you mentioned. Sarah Paulson. Uh, Well, what happened at the end? Give it away. No, I'm not giving it away. You sure? Yeah, because I forget. (laughs) Is that memorable? Yes. That memorable that you forget. Yeah. All right. No plays tonight, right? You, You gave us one already. Ohio, right? At no, Central, Central Michigan. Michigan. That's what I mean. You, yeah. You, it's the home dog of Central Michigan. We do have football technically tonight with six MAC games. But as of now, we're going to have to wait until Thursday. But Maybe. 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 But what could be, I guess, right? The Is it the biggest story or the second biggest story behind COVID? Is Antonio Brown boasting that he is as healthy as he's ever been and ready to go. And you now have the arrival of Antonio Brown in Tampa Bay. Yeah. I mean, they play the saints too. That's a, that's a big time game. Huge game. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Five and a half point dog. That thing opened up as a six point dog. That's a lot of points to be giving new Orleans. Mm -hmm. But I mean, just, just the fact that he's coming back and, you know, him and Bruce, you know, they've been together for for a little bit. You know, he was the officer coordinator around there when he was there, if I'm not mistaken. Um, oh, with Pittsburgh. Yeah, with Pittsburgh. They, yeah. They showed that graphic. I don't know if you saw that on the game Monday night where there are four former Steelers, including uh, Antoine Randall, who's the wide receivers coach now down there. Yeah, yeah you've got four Foot. guys who are on the team. Larry Foot. Yes. Yep, Larry Foot. Foot. Larry yeah. Foot. That's what I'm saying, Barrett. Yeah. So you've got you've got familiar faces around Antonio Brown, but really, this right. is all about Brady, right? And he I, wanted him there. Yeah, thank you. And and that's what I was going to lead in is that this is the check that Tom Brady wrote. Now, to be fair, if it doesn't work and it blows up in their face, and I'm not saying it will, but it could, Tom Brady might be one of the few people who can feel. All right, look, you know, we tried, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if this were mostly other quarter, any other quarterback, they would get roasted for this. Yep. And I mean, he he put his name behind. This is the second time he's put his name up. Now, right. it, to, to 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 Tom's defense, it didn't blow up in his face. In fact, it worked out pretty well when he got to New England. He just had all the extra baggage to weigh him down. You know, as far as you know, and there's and 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 those court cases are still there. As far as the women that uh that are suing him, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're still there. What, what, what was the thing that broke it in New England? What what news dropped specifically where Hoodie was like, you know, we, we got to walk away? Well, it was one girl that, that was a, um, that was some type of trainer for him that helps him or, you know, masseuse or whatever it was. And uh, it was some charges of uh, inappropriate whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and that was already uh, on the table when he was in um, with the Raiders. But then he went to uh, New England. Mm-hmm. And another girl came out, mm-hmm. and that's where the problem came. When another girl came out, then they're like, "Look, we got to cut ties because we can't sit here and you have two lawsuits against you against you with two different women." Yeah, and they said, "You know, enough. I, I I can't do it." And he actually had a great game. The game he went there had a touchdown. You know, he he was balling, and then they had to let him. They had to release, release him and let him go. How about that with uh, with the Raiders though? They were they were the team on the hard knocks, remember? And it was the whole helmet issue that he had. Where you know he didn't want to play with this certain helmet, and his agent was involved, and Mayock and Gruden were trying to. I mean, they basically they kissed his ass in, right, in Oakland. Right. They yeah, tried. They, they made everything right. They, yeah. they bent over definitely backwards for and him. You know, Mayock. Mayock is that guy. That's my boy. Mayock isn't that type of guy. Mayock is a straight forward. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, blue old school. Yeah. And uh, you know, he's tell, he's telling um <laughs> he's like, yo, hey. We got to get him the hell out of here. He, he's just not fitting in. What I want here is as a player. You know, I I can't take it anymore, John. We we got to let him go, and they did everything they could. Then he goes and uh gets in the um in the uh that that gets a burn on his feet from from cold. Oh yeah, yeah. Like chamber right the hyper yeah. right in the um you know cryogenic so, stuff cryogenic. right yeah. yeah that's right in the cryo chamber he burns the bottom of his feet. So we can't practice because of that. It's okay. a helmet. Then this girl comes out. I mean, he he was just all over the place, man. All over the place. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see what happens because off the field is going to be all that dictates. Like Bruce Arians doesn't have the street cred that Bill Belichick does to withhold a bunch of barrage, press conferences, media, Nash. Like you don't want the national folks to start yelling and screaming about you Monday through Friday on their television shows. Well, that's, you know, that's the last place you want to be found. Belichick doesn't care, mm-hmm. and it's not going to impact Belichick. Go on his boat for two months in the summer and disappear, and it doesn't matter. But I think the a lot of these other guys, you know, Andy Reid. We talked about that a lot here when they brought Vic back into the NFL, and how Andy was one of the few guys who had enough cred and cachet built up in the league with mm-hmm. his peers and with other people to where he could just withstand the PR that comes with it. Brady can. I don't know if anybody else down there can. Yeah, BA can. You know, Bruce Arians is is, is he pretty solid in what he brings? I mean, he said what he wanted to say about all the topics that came out. Even even with the COVID stuff, he's like, man, let's just go ahead and play. And mm-hmm. they, he caught a lot of slack for it, but you know, he has that cachet that I think he could he can endure it. And plus, he's the type that he's gonna do what he wants to do anyways. You know, Bruce is one of those type of guys. Yeah, and look, I I don't think he'll change what he's doing, but it's if it doesn't work, then all of a sudden you look like you become either a laughing stock or you become a source of entertainment for the wrong reasons, and now all of a sudden you become a distraction. Mm-hmm. And not even Antonio Brown, that's the distraction. It's just everything surrounding it. Like Tom Brady, we already know Tom Brady's not going to be impacted by it. Antonio right. Brown isn't going to be impacted by it. The guy went out and had a huge game uh, a day or two before he was cut. 
up in New York. Right. <laughs> so I'm not worried about Brown, nor am I worried about Brady in this scenario. I'm worried about everybody else. If this thing starts to look uneasy, then what's going to happen down in Tampa when you literally have a nice little hold on this division? I actually think that Antonio Brown sort of flourishes when things are crazy. Like he likes that kind of thing. Yeah, I could see. You that. know, well, the, you know, the more the merrier for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, off the chaos. Yeah, yeah. Right. He, he's that type of guy. You know, he if if things are you know the roughest around him, he steps it up, and he's probably at his best as far as playing ability on the on the field. But he just got to keep that personal stuff. You know, you got you got to leave that wherever it's going to stay, man. You know, don't bring that to, to your job. You know, he has an opportunity to be great, great. You know, and this isn't a receiver, you know, just, oh, he could be great. He could wear a gold jacket at the end of his career if he gets on back on track right now. You know, if he goes back and he, he crosses his T's, dots his eyes, keep his nose clean, I mean, he could be one of the all-time greatest wide receivers to ever play the game. He's that good and that talented. And you could tell that because he's getting another opportunity. Any other guy? They'd have been out of here. They wouldn't, you know, put up with that. But he's that good and make that much of an impact on the field that they're still trying to bring him back. Well, you know what? What stood out to me more so than his his play what, what, during his time at Pittsburgh was the fact that once all this stuff started to come out about who he was and how you know you know how much drama there was and the fact that Pittsburgh was able to keep that in house for all oh, yeah. those years. Yeah, yeah, you know. Well, that's that's the organization they are. I mean, yeah. they have some of the stuff that happens. Not easy though. No. Yeah. Well, and he that's what makes them Alshon Jeffrey allegedly from talking to Josina Anderson. <laughs> Meanwhile, they kept Antonio Brown from looking like a knucklehead for yeah. a year and a half. <laughs> you know how yeah. difficult that is, Barrett. Oh, very difficult, especially the way that organization is run. You know, no star outshines uh, the organization. Being a Steeler means a lot more to them than than winning games. I mean, they let guys like San Antonio Holmes go. Mm-hmm. You know, Antonio Holmes go. Uh, they let, you know, um, um, what was that receiver I played with? Uh, shot himself in the leg uh, in, in New York. Plexico, Plexico Burris. Yeah. Plexico. You know, they don't play that, you know, you just doing whatever the hell you want to do. They they cut that from the, from the jump. You know, no. They told Ben, Ben, if you don't get it straight, we'll go find another quarterback. Well, a Garrett know? Blunt, too. Yeah, right, sure. exactly. Yeah. Did uh they cut him, yeah, they cut him. <laughs> they were smoking before they went to the game. On their way to the airport, they're smoking weed on their way to the game. Yeah. What are we doing? Did uh did Burris ever get that OnlyFans page up and running? No, I have no idea. Uh that was the topic on the show a couple months ago. Is that right? Yeah, I think it made fake news with Ron. Oh, what, what's he gonna do? He's, he's gonna post to... nudes. Well, I, I don't know. Do you think it would be nudes? I mean, look, you know, he's got he's former professional athlete so he's got a good shape he's a good looking body there i imagine but don't you think that the draw would be different pictures of the gunshot wound Mm. like don't you think more people would want to see plex put a a pic of his gunshot wound on OnlyFans than a pic of him naked i don't don't know that anybody wants any of that all right well that that's fair. be honest with you that's fair okay yeah now we got to talk about this john lester story too yeah what is the what's the best part of it is what I want to know. We'll do that coming right. up. We'll wrap the hour with that and then feed into overtime. And real quick, before we break here, you mentioned the Raiders and everything that went down with Antonio Brown with Gruden and, and Mayock. That is the game I love the most this week. Already jumped on Oakland, now Vegas, Sunday night. 
at plus 125 on the money line here. I'm telling you. Raiders on the road in L.A. taking on the Chargers. That's mm. the lock of the week. Lock of the week. All right, it's the middle. Phillyvoice.com slash the middle and sports map radio. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client, that a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one, and they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, The clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. All right, 5730. Yo, that is raw. That's my type of dude, man. John Lester, he's that guy. Yeah. Well, you're really going out on a limb there with that pick, though, the Raiders there. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you, taking a coin against the Chargers, who Absolutely. find who invent ways to lose football games. Hey, <laughs> the fact that they're a dog in this thing in the first place made no sense. <laughs> Don't blame me. I didn't set the odds. <laughs> they opened up as a two-point ro- a home uh, favorite, Chargers did. The they? Chargers did? Yeah, it's ridiculous. I just jumped on the money line. Screw that. What what is the money line again? It's down to one hundred five now, one hundred, oh. depending on where you look. But it, at Sunday, Sunday it was one twenty, one twenty five. Sorry, hmm. so I got one twenty five. Huh? So you put down a hundred, you get one twenty five. I'm trying right. to understand what you mean by that. Yeah, plus is right. Everything is a hundred dollars. So if you put, if you get plus one hundred five back, that means if you bet a hundred, you win one hundred five. Mm-hmm. So you win your money back plus one hundred five. Okay, all right. So you net 105, you gross 205. Minus, anything in the minus. Like minus 150 is, you know, you're going to bet 100, and it's going to take a, a half of it out. So you'd win 50 bucks back. Okay. But again, it's like you you have to look at it like you betting, you know, you just have to win doesn't matter if you win eight bucks or if you win a thousand bucks, like just place bets that you could win. A lot of people, they'll stay away from like minus 120 or minus 130 back because, oh, you know, the, the value isn't there. Screw that. You win 30 bucks, 100 percent. enough. Right. If you bet 100 bucks to win 70 bucks, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Listening to the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, so we're back overtime for a couple of minutes today. Phillyvoice.com slash the middle, where you can follow and watch the program 
one o'clock Eastern time is where we roll into OT, but we've got about 90 seconds or so now, so we can at least bring this story up and continue it in OT. We forgot to mention it yesterday, but it's a pretty cool story regarding John Lester, who basically bought an entire, you know, you go in there, you buy one round for a bar. All right, mm-hmm. rounds on me. He basically did that for a city. Yeah, Chicago, which is a big beer drinking city. Exactly right. right. It's yeah. not walking into Des Moines right there. Right, right. You know, or, or you know, maybe some frou-frou city out on the West Coast that really doesn't like beer. Like Chicagoans love beer. Yes. Yeah. Good old-fashioned domestic. Mm-hmm. Miller so Lite. Everybody, he bought everybody a beer on his way out. Instead of taking out a full-page ad, he just bought everybody a beer? Uh, it looks like he spent almost $47,094.90. Uh, this was for an, an entire weekend from Friday through Sunday. Uh, and it's all Miller Lights. But the best part about it is that he left a 34% tip. He is the man. Wait a second. Did he just spend this money on he and his own party, or did no. he buy beers for everybody? No, he 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 had open tabs at these bars. Oh, that's great. Wow. That's pretty cool, isn't it? That's real cool. And now he's gone. Yeah. Halloween wonder, weekend. Does does he go down as a crowd favorite on this? All right, we're back on Thursday. More on Thursday night football. All right, hold on. Yeah, it was like Hopsmith, Chicago, the Lodge Tavern, uh, Butch McGuire's, and Shenanigans were the bars, apparently, where he had open tabs. Ah, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. That, that's what I was a little confused about because I, I didn't realize that he wasn't there, and it makes sense that he wouldn't be there for each and every bar. Mm-hmm. But I wonder, did people know this? Or was it one of those things like yesterday when I went and got my coffee I went and grabbed some Dunkin' coffee, right? Yeah. I'm sitting there and I go up to the window and the person says, oh, the, the person in front of you paid for your coffee. Right. So I paid for the person behind me and then, you know, you keep it going. But I didn't know. Pay that. it forward. Correct. I didn't know that. I found that out once I went to pay. Do you think that or I don't know if was that in the story? Did well the make some announcement? He put this out on his on his uh, Twitter. John Le- J. Lester, 34, he says, regardless of what's next, meaning you know where he might play again, I want to thank the fans for the past six years. So this weekend, 10.30 through 11.01, I'm buying you all my favorite beer. Make a res at, and then he lists the bars and their Twitter feeds. Your first Miller Lite is on me. Just tell him to put it on hashtag John's tab. Put it on the Underhills? <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> Miller Light is, but that's like drinking. Yeah, do you think he got paid for this? And and if he did, does it take away? Yes, what he did. Us. If this is some Miller, remember when Bud Light stepped into Philadelphia and completely pilfered and monetized Lane Johnson? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. For a crap beer. Do you think Miller Lite is doing the same thing here with John Lester? And if they are, I, you, man, I love Bud Light. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a Budweiser drinker. I'm from St. Louis. I'm a Budweiser drinker. Not okay, Bud, Bud Heavy is. You can't rip Miller Lite and then drink Bud Light. You drink yeah, come Bud on. Heavy. Yeah, that's. Thank that's you for calling that out, Aton. That yeah. is absolutely. That is absolutely true. You, how dare you? <laughs> Bud Heavy is okay. You're right. You're absolutely Bud right. Heavy. Not Bud yeah. Light. 
You're absolutely happy. Harry, you're right, bro. I, 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 that's, well, that was some BS. If I didn't hear it, if I'd heard said anything today, that was the biggest BS in the world. Because I'll drink Miller Lite also. I just, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about. That's crazy. Just keeping you honest. I'll, I'll, drink, I'll drink Miller Lite, Bud Light, you name it. You, you know what you're going to drink? Whatever the boss lady says right. you're going to drink. Right. You got some rosé coming tonight. You just don't even know about it. I I don't know, man. If if all like I'm not going to complain if I get a free beer. No, no question. but yeah. it is. It it does kind of seem like, for example, if John Lester is doing Miller Lite commercials next week, then I I think he gets knocked down a peg for this whole thing. Right? Yes, you're right. That I would agree with that. That's fraudulent. Yes. <laughs> baseball, you know, baseball. Their contracts are guaranteed, and he's made him a nice little sum of money in his career. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I I can see him legitly doing it. How many rich people do you know that are like, nope, that's good. I, I've got enough money. Never. If, None of them. You know, exactly. And if you know them, they're not rich long enough. Right. For that long, because anybody who's got money is still trying to make more money. Mm-hmm. Lester's probably looking at this like, hey, none of us have to drink or pay for a beer again. And it's not like you won a World Series or anything. That type of Nick Foles doesn't have to pay for a beer again. Yeah, Nick Olsen had to pay for anything as far as, you know, he can go to any restaurant. He has that cash. He did win a World Series. Yeah. He was on the the Cubs team that broke the curse. That's right. He was on that Cubs team. That's right. So, you know, he's good anyways. Yeah, he's good anyways. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Like, mm, I don't know. Now, this definitely is on the higher end of exits. What was the worst exit that you could remember? What was Papelbon's exit? Like, I'm trying to remember people that just did not click here mm. and left, and it was kind of like a screw you on the way out. Jonathan yeah. Papelbon did not take out a full page in the Daily News. I know. No. no. <laughs> he had double middle fingers as he was heading to the airport. Brian Cox walking into the Buffalo Bill Stadium, just doubled up to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that that was one of the best moments in the history of the uh, that needs to be on every NFL film's introduction. If you, if you if you if you if you're so cool Scarface, right? <laughs> Calling out the whole fan base here. Double <laughs> fingers. Did we have I mean think about it? We've had some pretty bad ones here. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. We've had we had Donovan do anything? Did Donovan take anything out? Now that he was super passive aggressive, so I didn't expect him to really acknowledge all of the the hate and the disdain that he got, but I don't think he did anything, right? No, I don't. I don't remember him doing anything. He did number five. We'll always love you. Well, that the, was at the tribute, at the, idea, right? That, that wasn't that hit, putting his name in a ring of honor or the yeah yeah. 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 It was the Kansas City game too. I I was there. Oh yeah, I was that's in the right. stands. That's right. That's right. It was that game. <laughs> Like third person game. I call it the third person game. Number five will always love you. Yeah, that, was, that was his version, I think, of I love you guys. Thank you for everything. Right, right. I'm trying to think. What who else like who else would have had a really rough exit here? I mean, that Phillies team that had Ryan and Jimmy and Chase, I mean, those guys wouldn't constitute that. There wasn't really anybody on that team that you no. could, Wait to get rid of Ricky. flyers. I mean, Brisgalov. Oh, well, right. yeah, he fell asleep in the meeting, and uh, I outed that on the radio. I remember our boss was not happy with me that day. Wait a what second, happened? what happened? 
he uh, Brizgalov uh, fell asleep during meetings, and I they I was told that, and I went on the air with it. And we, of course, we were the broadcast partner yeah. of the Flyers, and the boss was pissed off with me. Okay. Oh, he was upset. What are, What are you doing? Yeah, you from this? I didn't think you'd go on the air with it. Oh man, he was upset because then you know he was going to get a phone call from the right. Flyers, and right. he didn't like getting phone calls. Well, how long did Brzezgalov last after? Not that? long after that, he was gone. <laughs> wow. Yeah. There's no way he put out anything. They. People could not wait to get rid of him. Right. I think more so than maybe any other athlete in the last 20 years. Uh, his best think. moments were in that 24-7 thing on HBO <laughs> leading up to the Winter Classic. Exactly right. He had nothing good or positive here as a member of the Flyers that yeah. we can remember on the ice. Wow. That's crazy. I don't know who else, who else left in that. I mean, because like Ricky, he, he, he won the fan base back, you know, even for who for what. Yeah, he still, he right. still won fan base back. Um, yeah, and I don't think it was as contentious of an exit. And look, right. Reggie White, it wasn't Reggie's fault. No, everybody knew it wasn't Reggie's fault, and people were going to blame that organization until they died, mm-hmm. knowing it wasn't Reggie's fault. Same with Dawkins, exactly. Yeah, A great example, too, where Doc could do no wrong, and rightfully so. But really, I mean, is it it's Papelbon, it's Brizgalov. There's got to be a sixer that we're forgetting here. I mean, again, we had the tank, and it wasn't, right. you know, it wasn't. Andrew uh, Bynum never did anything. Bynum is okay. Bynum's a good one, yeah. And Bynum never did anything except just got caught doing stuff outside of Philly, like bowling or bowling, flamenco, and yeah, wasn't he like learning how to salsa dance or I something? Or... Flamenco during <laughs> an injured. Exactly right. He was out with an injury and then filmed doing the flamenco, taking flamenco lessons. <laughs> Got to be more careful, man. Oh man! Oh my goodness! But no, th- those would probably be the ones right there. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, now tomorrow. We've got Thursday night. We think we have Thursday night football. Is right. there anything you want to tease? Because there's no Eagles. So I don't well, know. We'll have fake news. Well, yeah, we'll have fake news. I, I didn't know if there was any. We'll have McMullen. McMullen. Yeah, I don't know if there was anything that you'd want to either one of you guys or. What's, what's the over under on uh, us having Thursday night football right now? I think we're in. Uh, I think we're in OK shape. Mm-hmm. Because. You think? The reason why is because they knew the game is Thursday night. So if they're going to close the facility down and that was it, it should have come with an announcement of the game has been postponed. Hmm. But the fact that they did not pair a postponement announcement with closing the facility down leads me to believe that it's more precautionary to close the facility down than it is reactionary. That makes Hmm. sense. Right. Will all the votes be counted by tomorrow's show? No. Uh, you guys are in for another week. Sorry. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but this thing is, is moving at a snail's pace. So, oh, here, here's the thing. Here, here's one for you. Where Barrett? Where's Barrett? He's gone. Unbelievable, man. <laughs> what will happen first? This is a good one here. And I'm, I'm trying to wait. I'm stalling so that Barrett can get back up here. But he just left. And look at that. He's given us that circle, that like uh, loading circle. Right. What like happens- buffering. Correct. The buffering. Yes. That's the word I was thinking of. What happens first? 
an NFL football game or votes, all the votes have been tallied? NFL football game. Now you're you're banking on it happening on Thursday. Correct. It doesn't matter because the votes will be in there. No, I, I would say Thursday night football will happen. All right. So Barrett, we lost you for a second there. Yeah, I don't know what's Ethernet, going on. Ethernet, Ethernet, Ethernet. But my point of it is <laughs> we, we just asked this question to Harry Mays, and we'll end with this. What happens first? A football game in the NFL, meaning it might be Thursday or it might be Sunday, or all the votes are tallied. Harry went football game. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go football game. You I'm guys think game. Thursday is happening? I think that's yeah, I, I do. Yeah. All right, yeah. Thursday night football. Good. As much as I would love to have Tuesday night football, Thursday night is not a problem at all. All right, we are back. That's overtime each and every day, one o'clock. We ride overtime in case you missed anything. Anything we need to hang over, we do that. Also, back on a Thursday, eleven o'clock sharp on Philly Voice. For Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, Aton Shander, it is the middle, phillyvoice.com slash the middle. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, while we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one, and they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the, the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.